And we're back, podcast number 136. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Carrie Kreitz. We got the Wiseman twins, Dexter and Tim, and Daryl Bradley. Welcome to the show. Here we What's go. going on, guys? We're, we're a little late. We can blame that on the guest, I think, this time, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably take us some time to find that ugly jersey. Or we can just blame Tim, <laughs> because he's an easy one to target. Yeah, that's fair. Well, apparently you still get cookies. I guess everybody gets a cookie still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Who, who does the cookies? Uh, t- I think Tyler. I don't know. Somebody, they're just buying cookies, yeah. yeah. I like Tyler, cookies. Yeah, t- Tyler owes me a whole bunch of cookies. Where's the best cookie? Have we ever had this before? But where's the best cookie? You know, your Subway, your Mr. Sub, your, like, Nothing George's. Nothing wrong with a good Subway cookie. Subway's George's good. cookie. Like, where's the best cookie? Starbucks has a really good uh, warmed up chocolate chip cookie. I'm just oh, like, yeah. really just not a big cookie guy. Really? Really? You, you look like yeah. a cookie monster. I know, but I'm not. Chips, eh? It's, yeah, it's de- it's definitely I love Sesame cookies. Street. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. heck? Yeah. <laughs> cookie monster. Yeah. Tim Hortons has like, some good cookies. You know, I... They come up with special ones, too. I really only have cookies if I just buy them from the store, from Safeway or, or yeah. Subway. Like those are peanut my, butter. Are my a good peanut butter good. cookie too. They're from from, Sobeys. They're solid. <laughs> yeah, Rhonda's got it right. Yeah. Oh man, anybody wants this? Uh, somebody to taste test their cookies. I'll try them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, what about what about you? Must know magic cookies and those magic ones. Yeah, I, I get careful with those because you don't know you don't know how much is in them. Right? So people yeah. always say. You know, have this, and you're like, "Whoa, how much?" So you got to be careful with those ones. But <laughs> the, the the real ones are good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pirate cookies. So? Sorry, I'm getting. No, you're you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm very excited about that, the special cookies over there. You're, you're no, no, you must no, be missing no. supper or something. <laughs> I'm definitely missing a supper. Yeah, I'm just been going. I missed you guys. It's been a month. Hey, what's yeah, going yeah. on? You know, no, no. where, where yeah. have you been? Tell the people where you've been. I went. I just went and hiding. No, you know what? Wednesday nights now golf night. So men's league is uh, Wednesday nights instead of previously year. It was always uh, Monday nights. So. We uh, got a in and out for the summer and take a couple of weeks on and off, but it's all good. You guys have handled it just fine with the recap and the guests and everything. So you're um, not not too missed, I'm sure. You've been handling just fine. <laughs> Some days I it's more of a scramble than others, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, all of a I wouldn't sudden go we as have... far as not missed, but <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden we have Taylor, Michelle, and John Moans on, and we're like, yeah. oh, yeah. cow, things yeah, have gone really sideways. Gone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, I mean, and we, I mean, we have Nick now. I mean, that, that's a, that's our guest. This, yeah. this week, right? <laughs> you know, we're, we're in the summer months here, guys. Eh? Like, <laughs> I, I first heard about Nick coming on podcast at like 3 a.m. in the morning when I was Indian leg wrestling Carrie on the floor. And, and, and Carrie's like, hey, by the way, yeah. we're bringing on Nick on a podcast. <laughs> bringing Nick in. Yeah. Great time to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> got the win that's all i know <laughs> yeah you absolutely did yeah. absolutely did. <laughs> uh so let's uh let's talk about the five pin bruniverse How, how's the sales been going um are we looking at bringing in new flavors maybe bringing in a new beer soon 
I know uh, Alley Cat, I uh, haven't heard anything from them lately, if we've sold right out or anything like that. Have you guys heard anything? Not really, no. Well, we, well, we, talked, to, we talked to her a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, before we left to, New, well, at least I, when I left to Newfoundland. Um, they still have half a, half, a, half a batch left, I believe, so something like that. So we'll try to uh, push that, and uh, I think a new flavor might not hurt, so. Yeah. So, uh, for all our listeners, what kind of flavors do you want? you want just a regular beer, a pale ale, or do you want, like, a pomegranate flavor or orange flavor? Or Where are we going with this? Yeah. What, what, yeah. what can we even do? And, and when we do that, we have to change the name, too. A cider? Mm. Cider? Yeah. Everybody loves a good cider. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea at all. I don't mind. I was that. really expecting this conversation to take off. <laughs> I don't know. I had a already. I'm not having too many beers these days, right? So I had a Strongbow. I was like, hmm, that's okay. It's okay. You got any longer a soda drink? Yeah, we'd, we'd have to change companies to try to do that. So yeah. we'll stick with beer at the moment. But we were also talking about maybe getting like a distillery, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, maybe there's, have yeah, some there's connections a at a distillery, so you never yeah. know. Like a five pin universe rye would be awesome. A better version of twisted tea. Well, th- that only hits the like the lady version part there, Jonathan. So <laughs> <laughs> would would a distillery have national access for distribution? Do you know, like there's a couple of local. Li- I think it's yeah. kind of along the same lines as any brewery, right? You have to have. Your licensing in place and stuff like that for that. Yeah, we got a few votes yeah. out there for some ciders. Henry, yeah. Henry, Henry adds to the count if he's in for a four or six. Uh, oh yeah, you know, tea. <laughs> like like, that's that. like pro- that's, that's probably name. like it's probably like an Arnold Palmer. Is that like a yeah half and half? Yeah, is that what that is? No, I think yeah. it was just a play on a five pin term, but whatever. Yeah, it could, could be that too. But, you know, a split T, okay, yeah, yeah. Alberta maybe we do need a, a, no. a regular, a non-alcoholic drink from a different supplier that makes, I don't know. Yeah. The the, the Jones sodas, right? Aren't they? Is that what they are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jones sodas, yeah. Well, isn't there, mean, isn't for, there an Alberta energy drink company? Like, isn't Bang Alberta? Or there's there's definitely an Alberta one. Whoa, whoa. Maybe it's not Bang, but um, I I was thinking um, well it doesn't like uh, sodas like I guess it's maybe some place to do sodas because doesn't Grizzly Pod do, do that? Don't they do both? They do. They do. They do. Actually, they do both. I think Alley Cat yeah Alley Cat did. They just came out with their sodas. Well, there we already got. Look at this brainstorm session. This is just wonderful, (laughs) Carrie. Great topic. People tuned in for just for this. It's a how our how our company works. Yeah. They did. They absolutely came out with sodas. Like, well, I mean, alcoholic sodas, but yeah, spritzers. (laughs) Spritzers. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's all doable. Just got to find the right people. That's right. So, Carrie, I, I I know you have a pen and paper there, and you're jotting notes down there. Um, you bet. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> can't you see? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, but if we're talking about beer, I mean, we we're, we're not talking about like anything else or not. But if we had a different beer, 
I, all I see is logger out there. I don't see anything else. There's all the talk about everything else, but um, I, I'm. It, it'd be great to have two different things, I guess, right? So, but uh, if we had a beer option, what would it be? A nice light logger, a nice easy drinking Bud Light. You know what I mean? Like uh, Coors Light, Bud Light, easy, easy nice drinking light beer. Yeah. Maybe Calgary will drink it then, because they they hate good beer. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Calgary's the only ones that really have an issue. I mean, uh, you're, but you're saying the Toppler people, right? Is that what we're talking about, the Toppler people? I I just know of <laughs> some Calgary people that do not oh, like let's it. Just, let's just throw them under the bus. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> We've heard big comments about it. So Yeah, yeah but I mean, they're the ones like probably drinking hole. lucky... Yeah, it's, you know what? Why don't we just get Lucky Lager and just put, you know, 5B Brew Universe on it? There you go. I'd probably love that. There we go. There you go. Yeah, do it. Just yeah. AGD and slap our logo on it. <laughs> beer, yeah, beer? I, or what? I, I, <laughs> they just don't know what good beer is. They just drink the crappy kind, right? So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so, like, people that are coming out for Masters Nationals, obviously there will be 5-Pin Brew Universe available to purchase at... Uh, some liquor stores or I think some bowling alleys in Edmonton are still carrying it and maybe you'll get a hookup when you're there. We can find somebody that'll bring it down to you. Yeah. So yeah, I know we have some bowl still, so Yeah. I would love to get an IPA. I just don't know how many we'd sell. <laughs> but I would love to have an IPA. Do you know you know what's crazy I think that's now? Why you gotta go to the mass market, right? What is yeah. what's the majority gonna want, unfortunately? Yeah. Um, do you know what the crazy part is? Like everybody's now on the craft beer bandwagon, so like having like an easy drinking beer—that's not necessarily what people are looking for anymore, right? Man, I, it's I, getting I harder know. to serve beer at a bowling alley too, because everyone comes up and they're like, "Hey, what do you have that's like hoppy?" And like, we're a bowling alley, and, and you have to know what, what kind of beers are each, and like, it, it's crazy. I remember the days where it's like, "Here's a Canadian, and here's a Kokanee." And that's basically what people drank, and now they're all like, "What's hoppy? I like an IPA, but not like not too bitter." And what's the IBUs on this? And you got to be like well versed in beer at a bowling alley. It's dumb. Well, when you have fishbone on tap, you better know <laughs> what it is. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> sure. But yeah, because that one will knock you off your off your feet if you're not ready for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, any other quick topics before we bring in our guest, or? We're good to go. Oh, Avs suck. Go Lightning. I, I have to say that. I'm a Lightning fan this week. Three <laughs> and basketball. Three Pete. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and go Golden State. Yeah. Ah, oh, frig. <laughs> uh, what sport is that? Go Jays. How about golf yeah, exactly. and, the, and, the, and the PGA Tour oh, and, yeah. the, and the Live Tour? Okay. I, what would you I, do? What would you guys I, do? Look, it depends. It depends on on where right, I am right, in my, my career. career. Right now, exactly. I'd be I'd be all over the live tour. Yeah, so well, I know. Way. If I'm a trash Dar- golfer, Daryl Dar- yeah. will be the you first know? one signed. Yeah, big <laughs> big numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. If 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 I'm not good enough to compete on the PGA and make money there, then yeah, I'd go to live. So you know, let's let's see. The five of us who would be staying. So there's there's me, Carrie, Dex. Tim and Adam. Who's staying? Who's going? Adam's a sellout it, for sure. It I depends. Mean, it, Adam's it depends. staying. 
Adam, no, Adam, Adam's a sellout for sure. Look, if, <laughs> Adam's if, already in the Hall of Fame. He's Phil Mickelson. He's moving on. Yeah. <laughs> if I have a whole bunch of PGA wins, if I have a couple major wins, a, a, a whole bunch of PGA wins, I'm staying PGA. If I don't have that, then I'm gone. So it really, so, it really depends. Com- compare <laughs> your bowling. Let, let's use your bowling career as of to date. Are you jumping to the new highly paid tour? Or are you sticking to your guns and sticking on the WCBT? So who do you see yourself as in comparison to as on the tour? Are you a Jordan Spieth or are you a so, Sergio Garcia? Dexter's a Kevin Na, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he's out. Um, it, it, de- it depends. I guess it depends on what that, that pay jump is, honestly. Cause like, well, okay, let's do the direct comparison. So Rory McIlroy won like one point three million for winning the the Canadian, right? Yeah. And Charles Schwartzel won four point seven five million dollars. So that's like a four four time jump. So on the WCBT, you win ten thousand dollars to win a tour event, or you win forty grand going so somewhere else, and you get my, paid to go there. My my biggest <laughs> question is, I know like they're talking about like people like Victor. Uh, Hoagland moving over right after the U.S. Open. A couple of more moving over. Um, they said there's no cuts, and does everybody get paid, right? So what is the cap? Like, what is their roster going to be, right? I don't know. Like, what's their number for each event? They don't They don't have one right now because right now they're trying to build their brand, right? So they're just okay. paying out. Uh, you know what? I, I'm indifferent. What I'm more upset about is the PGA coming out with their stance. Let them play both. Like, let them play both for all I care, right? There's only eight eight events a year. Let these guys do their little exhibition, whatever, and, and let them play the PGA. I have – I don't know why they're – like, I get I, – I, I think I just, the PGA, like, wasn't there a certain percentage that you had to play on the PGA Tour to get keep your membership, right? It was like a – whatever, 75% of the events you had to play in. Why don't they just keep that? If there's enough – Yes. You play 75% on the PGA and you'll play the eight live events because there's only eight of them this first season. Why why can't that be an option? I don't understand. I, I get where they're saying it's the money is dirty or whatever. Yeah, but, it's, uh, but, but, he, but he, my, my thing is as soon as you put that interaction, they have to choose, right? When they say, hey, you got to choose or you, you get suspended, right? I... If you don't let them choose, if you let them play both, it's a moot point, right? And so now the, the PGA's actually gone uh, with their hard stance. It's actually probably made it worse for them, I think, right? So Well, they've got to uh, be I, pretty strong to start with, though. I mean, you can't just let it let them go and have free reign and be able to do all. There's got to be a bit of mediation well, I, at some point in time. I I. I, I, I I sort of disagree. I mean, like, I, it's it's their it's their choice. Do you want them? Do you want them at some point to be stars on both tours? And I don't see an issue with it. I I, I, I don't think I you think can let them kills, play on both tours. I, you can't I think let them it play kills that tours. event that weekend, though, right? If you let everybody have free reign, they're gonna go get paid, and then it's gonna kill that event in the PGA Tour that weekend, right? It's only eight weekends. We we should probably get back to bowling talk here sometime soon, <laughs> but but to answer your question. It depends on how much money I've made. If if you're making one point four million, and you're gonna make four million at the other place, and I've already made a whole bunch of money, I'd rather stick around and leave the legacy in the in the league that has all the history 
I'd rather leave my legacy there if I made enough money to be, you know, good for the rest of my life. If if I haven't been, then sure, pay me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I think the live, live tour is going to die out. You just can't continuously 100%. pay that amount of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's Saudi Kings. I, 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 I think it's. I, I'd probably be a sellout if I if I was set. I'd probably. I probably be. I probably go for the five hundred million. If if I if I was those kids coming out of college, I wouldn't do it. I don't think I would because I, I just I wouldn't want to. Have I'd almost go the other somewhere. way. I'd go over there for a couple of years out of college, make a boatload of money, and then go and try to leave your legacy at PGA. But let's 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 allow our guest in here. <laughs> I, let's be honest. I'm not, we're we're like Greg Norman starting our own league and building it anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 love, I, I love McElroy's comments. I just I love yeah. his little chirps, and yeah. I don't blame him for it either. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. before we bring in our special guest, and we'll let him have a, a go at this whole yeah. golf discussion. Um, we'd just like to thank our patrons at five pin Uni- or at patreon.com slash five pin universe for as little as two dollars a month. You can help support us, bring these silly conversations to you every week. Discussing everything not bowling as we can do. Um, (laughs) And uh, so without further ado, we have our special guest coming from BC. Mr. Nick Utley, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Good, how are you? Good, Uh, happy to be here. Um, My first thought was that Tim was like Patrick Reed, basically. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think Dex would be the one that stays. I think Kerry would stay. DB might go over. Yeah. Well, I'm Greg. Your... I'm Greg Norman starting the league and building it. And yeah, he might. Yeah, he off. might take all the money. My honest opinion is like uh, maybe they need to have some sort of rule. Like, if you're on the PGA, like first of all, I agree with Tim. Like. They shouldn't be telling these guys they can't go over. It's they're independent contractors. I truly believe that. You know, they have the right to play where they want to play. There's never been an issue with letting guys play elsewhere before. Yeah. And now it's like you've made it this political thing. Well, you know, Graham McDowell, McDowell said it best, like they're not politicians. They're just going where the opportunity is, right? So you can't blame them. It's not fair to take it out on them. Maybe yeah. there should be a rule like, you know, you can only play so many if you're on the tour. Like you can play four. They can fill that up with other people. Totally. But I mean, Especially when it's only 64 players, only three rounds, it's shotgun start. Like it's, it's such an exhibition setup that they can, the, they the, can fill the that 64 player roster pretty quick. It, the team it's not even 64. It it's 48. Oh, really? There's yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like what, so what's the cutoff? So you have 64, but you're only paying 48. I, I, I think they just spread the pay a little bit further down. I, the I low guy gets 150. 150 for coming last. You can come last in every event and make $1.5 million. That's why guys are going over. Yeah. Imagine that on that tour. I'd be great. Yeah. yeah, let's build this bowling tour to do that. Hey? Yeah. It's like showing up to every bowling tournament on tour and you walk away with like 50 grand at the end just for coming last. <laughs> exactly. Be amazing. Crazy. I, I, I knew Sergio was going to go over because he's close friends, obviously with Greg Norman and stuff. But those guys, I mean, Sergio still has a little bit left in him. 
but you're gonna have McDowell. You have all those ones that are kind of on their peaks, right? Phil Phil can somewhat compete on the PGA, but he's dominating the seniors, so he's kind of in that middle ground too, right? So I I can see him going over there, and and Phil has a gambling debt, so he needs some big money right now to to pay off his debt. So, but and. But anyways, I think we should talk a little bit about bowling, right? So <laughs> that was probably fair. the most interesting conversation we've had in like a hundred episodes. So let's be fair here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ever since Daryl came on. <laughs> no, no, no. Wow, <laughs> that's a cookie. That's a cookie. <laughs> you get a cookie. You get a cookie. You all get cookies. Yeah. What's your favorite cookie, Nick? Peanut butter cookie all the way. Mm. Good call. Also for the beer, honey lager is my thought. That, that, actually, not, not, a, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, I think... I think you thought Calgary hated our beer. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> I think a cider would be so good, though. I think a cider would be great. Yeah, I was with DB on that, and then he suggested non-alcoholic drink, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we, I think we, we see we see videos of you liking your liquor. So yeah, <laughs> the seven-second video, like I have so many questions about that seven-second video. <laughs> yeah, I, I was hoping that didn't exist, and I was really disappointed <laughs> to find out it did. Well, it's. It's not showing up on this podcast. Yeah, I'll tell you know what? yeah that's not, a good idea. I'm really, it thank you. I appreciate that. It, it's it's like a six part series. It's a docu series. I, 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 I think it actually done your favorite did about, about in both the third second of the video. You see Marcello with his shirt off. So, I mean, oh, it yeah. automatically deflected what you were doing. Thank God they didn't show Marcus. On know, like, I mean, I think he had a shot too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Sunday nights after a cash journey, hey? Yeah. Well, it, was, yeah. it was a wild evening. Let's see. Let's sure. see if Nick wants to share a story of his bowling career. Maybe just do a quick bio or give us some. Uh, give us some start of where did Nick start five pin bowling for you, buddy? Uh, I you know my parents it. bowled a my parents bowled a rec league. Um, I, I would come in with my mom and just throw a couple games or whatever, and then. You know, I'd bowl between my legs. I bowled between my legs till I was like eight. And my mom said, if you learn how to bowl with one hand, we'll put you in a league. And that was that. I, I joined and I, I kind of picked it up pretty quick. And, you know, within a year, I was like making, uh, you know, YBC stuff. And and I just kind of got hooked. And then I would play like four times a week. And that was that. Who, who did you have? Did you have like specific coaches that kind of coached you throughout your YBC career? Like yeah, who um, showed you this style that you <laughs> nobody. <laughs> no, like, I, to be honest, like to be totally honest, I rarely listened to coaches. I kind of <laughs> just you know I took a few Weird. things in. There was a couple people like Joanne Borgford was someone that kind of taught totally. me some stuff. Mike Govett was a guy that coached me a couple times to nationals and juniors. Um, you know they taught me things here and there. Dave Andres is a guy that you know let me do my thing. He didn't give me too much grief. He just said, okay, yeah, do your thing, Nick. Um, Kim Chadwick coached me at bowling school one year. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, they do a little write-up. And she said, 
So you do everything wrong, but just keep doing it because it works. <laughs> but that, but that is that's a, that's exactly it, Nick. Absolutely, yeah. whatever makes you successful makes you successful. That's what's really interesting about bowling is that you don't have to have like the most technically perfect style there is. Now having that does make adjustments far easier and and, and your your path a little bit easier. But if you perfect what you're doing, you're going to be good at it. And and you you did that. And I'm not gonna lie. Uh, at at Red Deer, Mike was like, "Huh, it looks like uh, Nick's really straightened on his arm swing." And he was like, "He was like, he was being a dick." But but <laughs> I looked at him. I was like, "You know what? I think you're right. Like your <laughs> your arm swing is actually straighter than I remember it being because it used to come up and then out and then back in and then forward. And you don't <laughs> have that part anymore. It is up. You're still moving." But it's it's just straight up and straight. It 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 actually it actually looks like it's much better. Well, thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a compliment? Is that like the closest thing to a compliment you're capable of giving me? No. Like on, on my style, like uh, honestly, it, it looks it looks like your arm swing hand proved, but. Uh, I was just really trying hard to reach for the for the arrows. Like I was like, okay, I'm rusty, reach, and that's probably all it was. Give me like one more tournament, it'll be right back to the same crap you've seen before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's funny, uh, Nick. Obviously, playing against you a few years back when you were playing quite a bit on the tour and stuff like that. Um, I'm 0-2 against you in match play, so I can't say anything about your style. It works. You kick the crap out of 0-3? 0-3, buddy. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure. Murdering me out there. Yeah. Well, maybe it was just Calgary or something, I think. But definitely, oh. yeah. We've had... you. You've all, When I've played you, it's been... You're just, you seem to plow against me. I don't yeah. know. Like, that's what I, I remember. It was Re- Regina in the semifinals. You got me. Yeah, it was like B-final or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we played at TPC once, and then yeah, maybe Autumn Open. I think but, we yeah. did play at yeah. Calgary. Yeah. How do you yeah. guys remember this shit? I don't remember like ninety percent of the people I face. Oh well, Dexter's like I made so many cuts. How am I supposed to know? That is not what I'm saying. Don't put <laughs> yeah, that in it's one hundred percent. That's what exactly like, he was putting. I don't remember there. shit. I don't remember <laughs> shit. It sounds like a live tour member right now. I can tell it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd get the invite. You probably wouldn't. I don't know. Your name's Kevin Na right now, so I I, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. Nick, Nick, have we ever faced each other? Um, we have in Red Deer in the the, the bracket. We had, like the group of death one year. I think me and, and I think Tim was in that group too. I think it was like me, right. you, Tim, Kevin Holdsworth, uh, Mike Lacousier. I forget who else, but definitely was that those the year Kevin or five. Might have been. I don't remember. That was a while ago. I think that was like twenty. That would have been the lot. Or not the no. That was like ten years ago at least. I don't remember what yeah, year. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah. And Nick, we did we did bowl against each other in two thousand junior boys nationals. Duh. Back back in yeah. Victoria Lanes, yeah. That was what? Where was that? Boys, yeah, nice. Yeah. Did we bowl each other? Yeah. We're <laughs> okay. We're in Victoria. Was Lanes. that Manitoba? No, that was in that was in uh, Southern Ontario, Kitchener, Waterloo. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, you're right. That's yeah, we were we were we were the bottom of the the battle on that one, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I went three years in a row. I never. I went to national every year as a junior. I just didn't make it very much as a senior. <laughs> Did you always play at a Scottsdale? Uh, for YBC, yeah. And then you know, I bowled. I bowled like locally. Like I bowled at like Cloverdale Lanes and uh, the Dell. I've always bowled at a lot too. Now I I bowl at Dell. Uh, the YBC you know, program got new owners and stuff. Fantastic. Scott sales pinfall is a lot tougher these days. I've, I've heard that, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. But yeah, the YBC program back in the day in Scottsdale was phenomenal. They were amazing. You, you guys were pumping out people going to nationals all the time. It was great. full house, 24 lanes. Um, yeah. It was, it was a great When I was in YBC, that league was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, refresh my memory, Nick. Is Cloverdale still open? No, it shut no, down. Unfortunately, good. I think during COVID, it, it shut down, and I'm not sure if it was because of COVID, but uh, yeah, they're no longer around. Unfortunately, it's yeah, too bad. really unfortunate because they they won the lottery and bought the place right, and then pumped in a lot yep. of money into it to renovate it and make it nice and yeah, sold it. Yeah, yeah, I'm what's not sure the, the reasoning. What's left? But... What's left in the region now for for that area? Not much. Uh, it's it's just Scottsdale and Liddell in our zone. So like yeah. the Fraser Valley South, Scottsdale and the Dell. The Dell's not sanctioned, but we they do hold they you know we host a lot of tournaments and stuff there, and we can play a lot of competitive stuff there. Uh, we've got a, a competitive like scratch league, draft league. Um, Going east and, from from there, it goes like it goes Scottsdale, the Dell, and then the next closest one after that is Abbotsford, right? Yeah, and there are a couple other places like there's Sandcastle and White Rock, and there's. Um, you know, there's Alder links, but they're not sanctioned. They're just kind of like casual, come and throw a ball, public lanes. I did not know that White Rock had a set of lanes. Yep. Interesting. Poco's Mostly ten pin, though I believe. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, we're kind of hurting for centers these days. Yeah. You I always wanted to go down and see Commodore. Commodore is amazing. That place, like, uh, I haven't been there in a while, but, like, that is, like, a piece of history right there. It's just, it's like walking into a bowling alley that's, like, an antique. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you just yeah. walk in. It's, like, right down, it's right downtown. Like, it's, it's, it's so much history there. They used to have some of the best leagues in the country there. So, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It, it Yeah, it's super neat. It's just, like, walking into, yeah, it's, like, a time warp. It's, yeah. Uh, really, really neat. And let me see, see if I can find some pictures in here. But what yeah, held Masters there? I remember that. Who did you bowl with when you were YBCs? Or some of the guys you said you you went to a lot of nationals for junior? Was that mostly as teams or singles? Or and any of these people still bowling today, Nick? Um, yeah, like guys that I I, I bowled YBC at um, with at uh, Scottsdale. People like Aaron Pennington, uh, Matt Phillip. Uh, you probably haven't heard of him until much until recently, but Matt Phillip was bowling in our YBC. Um, you know, there's a few others like uh, Chelsea Ely would bowl in our league uh, for the ladies' side. Um, people like Sarah Simq, uh, Cassidy Buckman, they came up a little behind me, but like we've we've produced a lot of pretty good bowlers out of out of Scottsdale. Nice. Yeah, you guys had the, you had Norris out of there too, right? Andrew Norris, yeah, he bowled out of there. Um, there were there was a lot of people that were good that just didn't continue. That's the unfortunate thing, you know. Like, 
like a uh, guy like Jesse Ewing and Don Ewing. Don Ewing still bowls. He's about 220 average. But, um, you know, Jesse Ewing was really good. And he just kind of ran into some knee trouble and kind of stopped. But he was like a 250 to 260 average bowler in his day. And that was in YC too, right? So, I mean, um, yeah, but we, yeah, Andrew Norris, I won a silver with him in uh, my first year junior uh, at YBC Nationals. Uh, that was a pretty good team. We ran into some juggernaut Manitoba team, and they almost, I think they went like 19 and 1 or something like that. They lost like once or twice. What uh, what center is this? The Commodore? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to blow it up, but it's not. You could is it still. Uh, and it. That's exactly what I'm doing. Is it still in action, Commodore? Yeah. It is. It yeah. is, yeah. Please, so, so, yeah. Yeah, Where is it? Downtown, you were saying, right? Downtown. downtown. Right downtown. It's like right across from the mall. It's Very hip and retro, man. Wow. Yeah, so so the, these are the lanes where people used to go down the big time players, right? Back yeah. in the day. Like you had the Norm Shannises down there. You had yeah, the cigars Wayne and, yeah. Blacks and all those guys. Grana better, you know, people like that. Yeah. Yeah. So these go yeah. down here for the big events down here. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. It It's beautiful. Like yeah, it looks awesome. Love yeah. to go down there one day and just explore. It's definitely worth taking a look. Like if you've never been there, definitely something to go check out. Mm-hmm. Commodore, July. I'm going. I'm going here in July for a fishing trip. We're gonna hit it up. Do nice. It. Yeah. Might be a little warm in there in July. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll vlog it. Hit miss these days. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so when, uh, sorry, Dex, when you started getting competitive, did you start, was there adult leagues and super leagues and stuff like that? Like, how did you start getting the competitive edge and, uh, and playing against some of the, you know, the older people in there? So when I was like coming up, uh, they didn't want to let people under 16 into like the adult leagues, but they let me in at 15 cause I was averaging like 240. So they're like, okay, we'll make an exception, you know? And, you know, it's weird because nowadays it's like, there's no way that would happen. We want, like, if you're 12 and you're good, we want you in the league, right? You know, like, I mean, that's how it is out here anyways. I don't know if it's like that for you guys too, but it seems to be the way now. But, uh, yeah, so they let me in and then I kind of kept getting better. And then, like, by the time I was 17, I was, like, winning everything I touched. And, like, I mean, like, adult tournaments, I mean, YBC tournaments. Um, everything that was around, I started getting introduced to guys like Doug Mosdell and stuff like that. And, and they were, you know, helping me and, um, yeah. And then it just kind of took off from there. Right. And, uh, here I am, (laughs) (laughs) there I was, and here I am. (laughs) It it was really, uh, so how many times did you make nationals, Nick, at a YBC? Um, I would have made four nationals. And two youth challenge. That's awesome. Now, it's it's funny, and this is really starting to date ourselves here too. But um, when we were in YBC, it was before it was before Facebook and things like that were a thing at all. And all yeah. we basically had was like MSN Messenger and like website forums. And I remember that there was a five pin bowling forum that was started, and we used to chat all the time in there. And you would go in there and you would, you would talk about the bowlers around the country and you would keep track of what people were doing around the country. And like you were, 
super in tune with the competitive side of like the youth bowling side of it anyways around the country and i wonder if that really like impacted you in getting better as well because you knew what the other people were doing and how good they were and like whether that actually helped you at a time where we didn't have things super accessible you know for stats and knowing people back then you know yeah i forgot about those uh forums um yeah i was i was the guy you know if i made something i want to know who i'm against what they bowled to get there and then i would like well let's see where do i think i stand in this list of people like who's going to be my toughest competitor what do i got to do to beat them yeah i was i've, I've always been pretty analytical <laughs> i always want to know where i stand i always want to know what i'm up against so yeah i mean that that could very well be i never really thought of that it's funny you point that out wasn't it like Canadian message boards.ca or something like that? And I remember skinny D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, was, it was Canadian message boards or something like that. And I remember um, a guy coming into all of the five pin groups and started saying Facebook, facebook.com. And I, I feel like it's Jeff young is the word, the name in my mind. And we're like, who is Jeff young? Who is this guy posting about Facebook? <laughs> and it went in this moment of like all these foreign groups and all these ranking reports and everything that we're, we're coming to know and love about, you know, groups that he started posting and then, and then it all just went by the wayside. I remember the like sponsor dollars and money went into this website and this board, but then it just kind of went beside because Facebook came and took over. Is that what it was? Jim had Canadian five pin.com. But there was exist? message boards. It was no, message just, boards. And there was like, it. yeah, yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, it was it was a great way to like we could actually connect with people around the country before that was a thing. It was it was awesome. It was really good. I totally forgot about it, but it's really fun to reminisce about it a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I think that me and Matt McKillop but... bantered back and forth quite a bit. Well, that guy <laughs> that guy bantered correctly. with everybody he could banter with and still does, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's neat. So then, then you got into the adults. How has the adult career been going? Um, what are your accolades? You, you've been to nationals a few times for the Open? I've been to both. I've been to the Open three times and Masters twice. Um, I've, I've actually probably made it about half the times I've tried out. I haven't tried out as much as I probably should have. <laughs> but... Um, um, no, I, I made masters. Like, I think the first time that was the first event in Hamilton. I think it was like Oh nine. Okay. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think it was Oh nine. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, I was probably 22 or 23 and we had a really good team there. We had, uh, um, it was me, um, uh, Larry Rochette, Doug Mosdell, Clive Moore, and, um, Bob Herman was our team. Awesome. So awesome we, we had a good team, but we kind of struggled a little and we didn't really turn it into much. And uh, the next time I went to Masters, we got a bronze. That was, I think, Quebec 2011, I believe. And hey, um, Hamilton was then three open. Sorry, I thought you were talking about open. Because I was. I was no, that was Masters. The open, the open, I've been once on the men's team where we got silver uh, in, in BC, actually. It was uh, not the last time, but the time before. And then uh, two times on the mixed team where I've actually, I've actually, every time I've gone to open nationals, I've made the ladder, but twice I've come fourth. 
Oh, really? I I I don't know if you want to. If was it 2011? You guys got silver, right? To yeah. Alberta, right? Yeah. And I remember it wasn't you guys though. It was Calgary. It was Calgary, was and, and I remember yeah. you remember you had pocket aces in ten or something, right? And, and you guys in yeah, we were bowling team. Adam in that one. Um, yeah. He was on that team, uh, and it came right down. Yeah, I had pocket aces in like the eighth frame or something like that, and it was it was gross. It was like a perfect ball in the pocket, and it just blew by both corners. And we we ended up losing that match by I think like six or seven. <laughs> yeah. And um, we actually had a shot to win it on the last ball, and and uh, we didn't get it. Adam plowed in ten, if I remember correctly, which all blew our minds to give us a chance, and then we missed it. It was a it was a really good match. We beat them the first one, and lost the second one. Crazy. Was Bob Herman on your team? No, that team was me, uh, Nick Allen, Mike Warren, uh, Marco Sang. Um, Mike Warren. Aaron so Mike Pennington. Warren, isn't he the nor- notorious yeah, one? Yeah, he's yeah. silver medalist. That's what I mean. Yeah. And, yeah, Darcy he, and, 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 and Luke, yeah, Darcy was the other one. And, yeah, and, um, yeah he, he finds a way to get silver. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. We all want to win one for so him. bad for the guy just having that as his like, legacy. <laughs> I just want him to win one time. I don't want to play any other zone because if I win, I want to win with that guy. I want to be yeah. a part of that team. Absolutely. Yeah. And we all feel that way over here. Good dude. Good attitude. Fun to have around. Just don't, don't let him show you fly eyes. Ever, <laughs> guys. Uh, don't spill know. a drink near him or you'll have to drink out of a shoe too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I, I just... I. I feel bad for him because I know everybody gives him a hard time on the on the silver, and he kind of laughs it off. But I think it really bugs him, yeah, right? I think I then he up. needs to yeah. win one with us, and then it'll be over. Yeah. And I hope he just rubs it in everyone's face. <laughs> totally, totally. He yeah. won't though. He won't. I he'll like. Just, uh, he'll I like... just drink a lot of beer. I think. <laughs> Don Sims comment: There's a book published about the Commodore Lanes from '58 to '83. Like Don Sims is just the <laughs> historian. So impressive, all the information he knows. Complete stats of all the bowlers for 25 years. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's move. Just has to move. Yeah, a little projection by Tim. Hey, yeah, uh, you know what? I, I, I hope he does win one. You know, he deserves it, right? And uh, those are the people that you really want to see succeed because they put a lot of time in. And and uh, whether they beat us or not, it's so nice. To, right? Whoever they beat. Um, it's good that way. What, I think it's uh, going to happen. Yeah. What's your uh, preference, uh, Nick? Masters versus the Open? We ask. Uh, I haven't played Masters for a while, so it's it's the Open. You know, to me, okay. it's just that much more prestigious. Um, you have to win via you know knockout in the end. It's not like total points. You know, I've always liked that. So to me, it's the Open's the most prestigious, which is the prestigious one, I would say. So that's the one we I would want to win, but I want to win both, you know. Eventually, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a fair answer. Winning both, one yeah. Of each. yeah. Are Are you happy making your comeback? So um, you, say, you know, you say you want to win both, but you haven't played in a number of years until really this year. So, well, how good I, does it feel to be back, and like, how excited are you to push for those things? Uh, it's good to be back. You know, like I, I, you know, I tried to come back for the open. I struggled. And didn't make qualifying, so I mean that's okay. 
and then I came to Red Deer, and you know, um, I struggled, but I didn't. I don't think I like embarrassed myself or anything like that. So you know, we'll call that a small victory. But you know, it's funny. Once I came back, I started playing more, and you know, it's not as competitive. But there's a lot of competitive people at the Dell, and I, you know, I felt like I kind of pushed myself since I came back. Uh, and, and just in league and stuff and playing more. And, uh, you know, I actually shot good enough to make a cut, like, as soon as I got back the next 10 games or something like that. So yeah. it, it's good. It feels good. It feels like I'm, you know, my confidence is getting higher. And, and you have to have that. You can't you can't go into tournaments these days and think you're going to shoot 280 without, like, sky-high confidence, right? You can't mm-hmm. you can't come in with any any doubts totally. to these tournaments anymore. And, and I think that's... The... I think you coming to the tournament, participating, and then and then going back home and throwing some balls right away. I think that's that's what a lot of people like need to take out of it too. Is like putting yourself in those situations will make you better really quickly because you have to figure out a focus for a long period of time. You have to figure out your repetitions and consistency with your approach for a long period of time. And whether you've been struggling or not, once you're into those situations, it's always a different situation than just bowling and league and stuff and a different level of focus. And sometimes just playing in those events is what really snaps you out of a funk. And then you can go back home and start throwing balls and then just feel way more confident and get right back to it. But you have to put yourself into those situations to break through sometimes. It's all repetition, right? You know, like you got to go... And, uh, you know, when you come to those tournaments, you're playing 40, 50 games in three or four days and, and you learn some things, especially if you haven't been playing for a while. And I think that's what happened with me. And, uh, yeah, I feel, you know, I feel like next time I show up, I'll probably be a little more of a threat. (laughs) It it kind of gives you, uh, kind of gives you an idea where you're at and where you need to be. Right. So. Exactly. Well, right away in the, you guys played the high roller doubles, you and Marcus, like making that cut a little cut as it is like you guys were right in it in the thick of things the whole time like that that had to bring some type of competitiveness back in you for sure 100 percent. you know like uh marcus was lights out in the qualifying uh bracket like he averaged like 300 or something like that i think and i i struggled but i you know i think i went four and five in the matches or something like that and you know, that's important. You have to win your match. So I, you know, we had one game against uh, Mark Miller and Rob Wolfson and we were like done. Like I think seven frames in, they were like a hundred and something ahead. And me and Marcus both rattled off like five baggers and we went from 03 to 30 and then we got in on a tie break. So, I mean, you know, like it just goes to show like, you know, show show up for the last few frames in your match, and you never know. Yeah. Always that, throw you know, that's, for sure. Yeah, just throw, and, and you don't know what's going to happen until the match is over, right? Until you're mathematically out, you're not out. Just keep going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've always kind of had – I think I've always had pretty good match play mentality, and even though I didn't play that good in that tournament, um, you know, I felt good about having, like, an okay – match play record and then you know we won't talk about what happened after the qualifying but that's fine that's <laughs> all right so but it was something speaking, speaking of the cash tournaments i mean you we talk about you're coming back in the red deer but you had a runner-up to tw- in 2012 to jordan shoes you're tied runner-up at tpc uh with when bruce run on both sides right so uh, yeah 
you you have had you've had that had the success in the past. You just have to get back to it, right? So, um, you get you you have the right mindset to get back there, right? So, what was it like in those two tournaments, Nick? Obviously, getting really close to the very end, and obviously losing to Jordan, and then you see a guy like Bruce Mortar that's running both sides and uh, and, and you know making history here. Um, you know, talk about those tournaments for us. Um, so the first one was, um, with Bruce, that was, I think one of the earlier ones I was pretty young, I think. And, uh, I believe I was the high qualifier in that one. And, uh, you know, I played really well. I, 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 I was good the whole way. Um, you know, I, I forget who, I think I lost to Heather Ochar on the one side and then I was kind of coming up the other. And, um, and then here's Bruce just rolling through everybody. Like, and, you know, I felt good, but he was that much better that day. Um, 2009, right, I think? Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, I remember, like, I was just watching, you know, I was the last one to play. I was watching him play Matt Schultz. And, you know, like, you know, you're playing Matt Schultz and then you're playing me. And at the time, we're both two of the really good young up-and-comer bowlers. And, you know, he just steamrolled Matt and then he played me and you know I didn't play very good in in that match but um he shot I think eight, eight something at me and you know I I never had a chance he, he just you know he was he was on a mission that day and and I'll admit I think I was a little tired um but it was it was pretty amazing uh to see what he did that day like uh and how can you not be happy for him you know like you know I lost it was my chance to like win a tournament but um you know, you, all you can do is tip your hat to, when you see something like that. You, you mentioned the, the incredible part about Bruce, and uh, I, I, you probably know, but seeing it firsthand, Bruce doesn't throw practice. He doesn't throw, go up and throw a league. He just puts on his pair of shoes if he's three months away, three months from not throwing any balls, and then he comes in and wins his event, right? Yeah. And I, Bruce was an incredible player, but it even showed it, his lore was even more just because of that, that kind of stuff. Right. So. Yeah. And, and there's not, there's not, there's not many people that can do that. You know, maybe what, like a handful that can come in off the street after not playing for a year and win a tournament, <laughs> let alone up both sides. Yeah. You just know, to have that level of like mental focus. <laughs> mm-hmm. 33 and, games. Forget about the physical side games. of it. Just to be able to focus for that period of time when you're not used to it anymore. It's crazy. And then, Regina, you know, I think that was a few years later. And uh, by then I was kind of learning, you know, uh, I used to be very like vocal on the lanes and like my matches and stuff. And I like started to learn like, okay, like you've got to conserve your energy, right? Otherwise you're, you're, you're going to like wear yourself out because that's, that's part of it, right? Like when you're going on these marathon, you know, 25 game days, like you can't be yelling and screaming. You have to pick your, your, your times to do that uh, in order to like get all the way. Yep. So I think that's kind of what I did that day. I kind of like, you know, just bared down. I, I remember on the the B side, um, I played Matt Schultz and he had just lost. And I was thinking, this guy is like the worst person ever to play after he's lost a match. That He's like, like, you better come out and shoot like 900, right? At least. So if I recall correctly in that match, he started with eight in a row and I started with seven and he ended up beating me like a thousand fifty to like nine sixty or something like that. 
And I'm like sitting there and like, I'm looking at Darren Rich at the end and I'm like, what do I do to that? He's like, you can't do anything. It's like, you know, you That's both right. played well, but yeah, there's matches yeah. like that happen. That's the highest one I've ever been in. Yeah, that was uh, 2012 because that was the year after I won. I was defending that, and you knocked me out on the in the finals yeah. there. Yeah, I think I I went by. Um, I think I forget who I played on the eight. I think it was an older guy. Forget who on on the A side in the 30 who's Then I played Lenny and Mike Herbert, and then I played Jordan. Beat Jordan, played you, and then right. lost to Jordan. Right. And it was a close match in the final two, you know, like I was ahead most of the match and then he kind of rattled off four in a row and I lost by, I think, 20. It's too bad. I was that close, right? But that's why we keep playing. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, there's always usually more seconds than firsts, so. Yeah. Unfortunately. You got a pretty impressive uh, memory there, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Well, you know. I haven't been in a in a match play final since then. Really, I think I think I <laughs> so, went to Scottsdale. So it's your last one, yeah, yeah. Ten years. Maybe ten I years. went to one in Scottsdale and played. Yeah. I think in the summer that year, and then I I haven't been at a lot of tournaments. Um, I work a lot on the weekend, so it's hard for me to justify giving up. It's not like most people where they, you know they're working during the week. I work on the weekends at a pub, so I not only have to pay to get there, pay everything. I'm giving up my wage for you know two nights. Yeah, and um, sure. so I've got to pick and choose. I want to play more, but um, it's probably going to be a couple t- tournaments a year, I think. So rotate them. We we're talking about your good memory. Um, one thing I always remember was the TPC. We still talk about it. Was when you went four hundred, like a buck thirty, four hundred. I think it was like <laughs> four hundred buck nineteen. It was buck twenty nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I rounded up for you, so that's good. Yeah, yeah it was buck twenty nine. I I actually <laughs> so I actually bowled three four hundred games in nine games. So I roll I rolled one in practice the day before I came. Last game I threw at the Dell four hundred and something, and then I threw the shift and I think it was like I think I started with a three hundred and like two forty. Then I shot a two a four hundred something. Then I think I rattled off like three two forties in a row. And then I then I shot the buck twenty nine, and I was I think I was losing my mind to be honest. No, I, re- no, I remember Lynn Howell mind. being behind me, like going, like you know, Lynn, you know, Lynn is, and he's like running around, like kind of just like pointing out everything that's interesting that's going on, and he's like, oh, what a terrible game! Like <laughs> Nick's gonna fall out, <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, oh, right, here, here's Lynn Howell. Like I don't want to. Uh, this doesn't look good, right? And then so I just I remember I was just pissed, and I. I plowed a bunch and i think my first ball in the in the next game was a plow as well so and then i go like 10 in a row and then all of a sudden lens back there and he's like, well i've never seen two 400s in a shift like that before <laughs> and, yeah. and then i'm up to like back up to like eighth overall or something like that so like yeah i know I probably lost high qualifier because of that 129, but at least I made the cut <laughs> i you know I, honestly man i tell i tell my league bowlers about it all the time, it probably comes up. It probably comes up once a month in our center. Like I'm not, I'm not even joking. Somebody comes up to the counter, no, is like, not, man, not I in just, a negative way. No, no, no. I was like, it just it comes up. It's like, <laughs> you know, I just want to be consistent. Like, why can't I just be consistent? I'd be so good if I'd be consistent. It's like one of the best bowlers I know shot 400, 129, 400. Don't fucking worry <laughs> about it. 
I feel like I've given you that same speech back when you come up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it 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 happens. It's just it's just funny. So the the, wor- the worst part I find is, is it's only a nine thirty quad. Like whoop de do, right? I mean, I well, think they weren't the all together part. though. They were in the I same shift, were. but it wasn't. It I wasn't like four hundred one twenty nine. No, it was um, the third game in the shift was a four hundred, and then the seventh uh, the seventh game was a buck twenty nine, and then it was a four hundred again. Yeah. So okay. they weren't all. It wasn't four hundred buck twenty nine four hundred. I'm gonna tell the story that way though. That's fine. Uh, I'll give you <laughs> Sounds uh, better anyways, doesn't it? It does, it does. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess the question out there for everybody out there, what was your mental game to get to come back from the buck, buck 29? I think I just got really angry and just started throwing the ball as hard as I could down the lane. And and I when I get like, I used to get like that, I just, it sounds weird, but like, uh, I, I'm, I've gotten angry a bunch and if I get angry, sometimes I find a line and just string like eight or nine in a row. One year at, uh, open trials, uh, I was like out of it and I got really pissed off and I strung like eight strikes in a row, just doing that thing. Just basically doing everything you're not supposed to do, gunning the line, like full force and just like letting it rip. And, you know, like, I think I put so much on the ball, like, if I hit any part of the side when I was like that, the pins just blew apart. And I ended up coming from nowhere, from, like, 150 points down to sneak onto the mix team. And uh, I know Aaron, he, Pennington, he, he was, he was annoyed because uh, I took his spot. (laughs) Oh, that, that sucks when you're supposed to need your roommate. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but but it's it's memories. But you know like what? That, he made and, it this year, so so fair. which was impressive, mm-hmm. by the way. He came like off the street, hadn't played at all, and made a team. So I mean, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. So I, I remember things like that because you know, whenever you are down and out, you can be hey, like you know, I was down and out at this point, and I shot a nine bagger to come back and make the team. It just it just reaffirms that you just play to the end. Find something, and yeah. You, you can you can make that comeback. Did it in Calgary once too. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, eight in a row at the end, and I think it was like Matt Eisenhower and someone else, and they're all like, "Oh, we're tied, we're tied. It's a roll off, it's a roll off." And then I'm like, "Oh, what's the score?" And they and it was like one pin lower than mine total. And I'm like, "No, I've got one higher than that." They're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like yeah, you know, you never know, you never suspect that guy to come out of nowhere and shoot like uh you know eight in a row at the right at the end to sneak yeah, in but, but it happens but I, I feel like you are kind of a guy that does that though right nick you probably had some used big to last be. hopefully i can do it again someday right <laughs> i'd rather just get in there without having to shoot an eight bagger at the end <laughs> true it sure feels good you know, when you do it though another guy that was like like i remember that was like that i remember like back at the back in the day in saskatoon i went up to kevin holdsworth i think it was the year after he won and i'm like oh it, you're kind of struggling this shift, Kevin. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm like, are you going to bowl again? Cause I think he was like 200 pins off making it. Right. And, uh, he's like, no, I'm just going to shoot a 400, I think. And then he did. <laughs> yeah. He went out there and shot like 10 in a row and boom, he's in by like 26. Yeah, I'm like, that, okay, I'm buying you a drink for that one. <laughs> that's a very Kevin thing to say and do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I do want to touch base on, I mean, obviously the Scottsdale Classic for all of us here was 
near and dear to our hearts. We really enjoyed it uh, over the years. Um, I guess maybe we can touch base on a couple things that I, we did enjoy out there. I mean, you did a Peterson points system. Remember, you guys did Peterson points side pot. Did we? Side. Yeah, you guys did a Peterson points side pot. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't recall it. Uh, yeah. So it was like, what was it? Like everyone signs up, and then um, like whoever the highest was gets some some points, and then next and every game. Yeah. All, all I think Ian McRitchie won that or something, didn't he? No, I, I I don't know. I remember winning it a couple of years. All I remember is I didn't know what the hell it was. I gave you guys ten bucks, and at the end of it, you guys would give me like one hundred fifty. Yeah, it was like I called. I think we called it the consistency pot or something like that because it was like whoever got the most, whoever's the highest. Yeah, it was whoever got the most points, whoever the highest. And you, we did it for all the shifts, right? Yeah, that's pretty hard to yeah. to keep track of, but yeah, it was kind of cool and different. I, I, I'm always when I try to like run stuff or like come up with stuff, I like I like having like new and interesting ideas that haven't been seen before. Totally. So, that Vancouver that tournament, that's, like that's tournament was fun, right? I remember I would come and I we rented a car a couple times. Mustang, Mustang. Mustang, stayed at the yeah. uncle. And, yeah, we did. Yeah, we'd have like a barbecue tournament. at my parents' place. Yeah, like, uh, I remember that, yeah. The, the I don't know how they little... put up with that every year. Oh, my God. Or oh, your did. entire we'd have a neighborhood. Tournament. I destroyed John Moan's shoulder on that street. Remember when he played a 100-cup beer pong? Like, there's a, there's a lot of memories at your, your parents' place. Those poker tournaments yeah. were wild. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. No, we had a good thing going for a bit there. We even were up to, I think, 120 entries one year. Shopping cart good. races. The shopping oh, cart. Oh, the shopping cart. With Sean, with Sean John. That's probably Sean the most John, epic yeah. thing. Yeah. Bad idea, guys. Bad idea. <laughs> for two beer. For two beer. For two beer. Bang. That's all Bang. I, the... I just yeah. saw yeah. Sean John a couple weeks ago. He popped into the bowling alley. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen that guy for a long time. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny was in on that too. I was like, "Oh boy, this is a bad yeah. idea." Yeah, <laughs> Jack John, Baker you okay? losing what was it, seven seven flips in a row or something like that. Ah, uh, you won't lose the next one, Jack. Lose. It was like <laughs> nine rounds or something like that for each time. His bill oh. was just off the charts. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. You know, it's a great event um, for us younger ones back in the day. It was. That's how we got all. It was a young event, right? Everybody got along. Everybody did their thing, and and it, the camaraderie was really good. But uh, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is the right time for, if you want to talk about what's what you kind of have got in the works here. Yeah. So uh, we want to announce that we are going to bring a tournament back on Labor Day weekend, and it's going to be this year, and it's called the Triple Crown um, Memorial. And that's in memorial of, uh, you know, three people we lost uh, over COVID. Uh, Larry Johnson, uh, Larry Rochette, and Doug Mosdell. And uh, we we feel it's kind of like the right time, you know, with uh, COVID ending, kind of the restrictions, to like have something like this and try to honor those guys and, and see if we can come up with a, a tournament that, uh, you know, locally can be good. And then if it's good locally, um, you know, we'll see where it goes, right? But for now, we want to see what we can do. Uh, that's going to be uh, a $200 entry. I think I gave you guys the poster and stuff. Um, yeah, we're going to have a high roller event. So if anyone wants to come from out of town, there's going to be a $500 high roller event. Um, yeah, so 500 we got 24 spots. We're going to have two shifts. It's going to be kind of like uh, Red Deer uh, group style. So we're going to draw um, four groups of six. 
and everyone will play each other once. And if you win your match, it's a bonus 50. And then uh, the top two in each group will come through and, and play a final eight and they'll all get paid out. And uh, we're going to actually reserve until August 1st, we're going to reserve 16 of those spots for anyone who wants to come from out of town. So if you do want to come from out of town for our tournament, uh, there's lots of high roller spots available to you. We're only going to make eight available to locals. And then after August 1st, it's first come, first serve, whoever pays, if we got spots open. Uh, we're going to run a doubles event on Friday. And then we got the three shifts, and each shift's named after, you know, Larry Rochette, Larry Johnson, and Doug Mosdell. So um, we're going to have a little, we're going to have someone talk about each of those guys before each shift. And uh, yeah, we really hope that we can uh, make a, a good tournament here. That's awesome. I'm glad that you guys are doing something. Uh, and obviously in honor of, of these guys, it's, uh, it's super special. So good on you. Um, obviously hope the support of your local, like you said, Nick, is it's really generated a really solid local tournament. Get the people out there coming in all across BC, right? Um, yeah. You know, and if you obviously get some Alberta and some of the Western players, it's got the great foundation makings uh, of a solid tournament. So good on you for putting an effort together and trying to get a tournament and, going again. And we also have some sponsors that have stepped up, which is like really big for us. In the past, we haven't been able to do that, like with Scottsdale Classic and stuff. So like Rhonda McDougall stepped up and with her company, uh, Venom and Industrial. And awesome. they're uh, they're gonna sponsor, and uh, I think Barry Wright's got a couple sponsorships lined up, and you know there might be some more. And we're working on ways to like kind of uh, make sure that we we cover all the the bowling alleys expenses so that we can pay out all the money that comes in. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, obviously you're gonna work to get the the word out uh, amongst you know your peers and the local players down there, the island players up into um absolutely you know, uh, yeah we've already kind of like locally we kind of locally you know put a town hall together and we had a little mini tournament and anyone who wanted to have some input like they were allowed to come down and, and put their input and we had a little chat group with all the locals and we said you know this is our chance to like put something together and 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 turn out and and um show show you know show the rest of canada that we want to have something like this and um I think I think it's different this time around, especially you know there's more appetite after COVID. Uh, people want to play, and um, I think we got a good chance to to see a good tournament here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So absolutely. Spe speaking from personal, my personal uh, self here, uh, Scottsdale is always my favorite event. I don't know why it was always fun. It was a lot of people out there, um, but the only issue I had with it was the local support, right? And yeah. Um, and that it was nothing personal. You had a lot more people out of town that went rather than locals that would show up. Locals would just watch and not participate. Um, so I really urge and really stress that we need local support down there. I think it's you yeah. guys have a yeah. great community down there, and I think it's the Dell's a good venue for it. And I know how well they work there. So um, hopefully th this time around, I know you guys tried the Abbotsford one once and stuff like that. Things bound to ha happen at some point where it becomes it becomes supportive right so i i really hope all the best for you guys on this for this so season. so in terms of sunday for that event um it's top 24 that's what we're going to run with this year because we want to make sure we you know pay out a reasonable amount and we think that's a realistic kind of cut and it's based on 100 entries so you know um 
we're hoping that we can get the hundred, you know, if, if we're a little short, I think it's still going to be a good turn, especially because we have the sponsorship to, um, to pay out a hundred percent, which is key, which we haven't had before. And in terms of the, the format, so the top eight get a buy and then 16 will play. And it's kind of like bowl spiel format, which is, I think you guys will remember, we kind of ran that in Abbotsford. Um, so if you, if you're always going to be playing the, the top, you know, the top will always play the low seed. So no matter what, be the lower bracket, it's double elimination. If you're on the higher or the lower side, you're playing whoever, you know, you pair up against based on seeding, right? So you have the top one to 24, and then one will play, you know, whoever is the, the lowest seed remaining and vice versa on the bottom side, you'll play the lowest seed remaining. So you might end up playing someone twice pretty easily just because of that, but um, it'll always be that. And and also on top of that, instead of like a three-game total match play, uh, the other thing that we usually do, do out here in BC is it's best two out of three. So you don't get a bonus for beating someone like 350 to 150. You don't have a 200-pin lead. You still got to beat them one more time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I really like the format. I, I, liked, I enjoyed the Abbotsford format. Um and you guys have heard this a thousand times and stuff like that. And that was kind of why Scottsdale kind of went the way it did is just the local support kind of died out. Right. So, um, I'm totally on board, like with after COVID, everybody's got that urge to play again and we can see it with the Winnipeg tournament starting back up and it did really yep. well. I, I wish you guys all the best. I think it's an awesome format and I, I'd love to see it succeed. One last little new tweak guys. On the consolation side, we all hate being 32 or whoever's 32 or 24 in this case. That sucks, right? So we changed it this time. Whoever's 24th is going to get instantly put into a three-game match, best two out of three. And the next 16 will play off to play that person. So if you're 24th, you're not in, but you're 50% chance. I don't mind that. Hmm. I, I, I like that a lot, actually. Hmm. Nick always comes up with neat ideas. Even though I bash him all the time and all in fun, he comes up with good ideas. <laughs> They're unique. It goes both ways, though, Tim. I like it that you're, you're 50%. You're 50, yeah. You're, you're not guaranteed the spot, but you almost turn. It's nope. like a relegation spot, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, mind that at all. You know, like you said, Kerry and guys, there's so much support for bowling tournaments out there. We saw the Quebec one. We saw... You know, there's another one in Ontario this week. There's there's yeah. all kinds of these little tournaments that are happening out there. North. And we're seeing yeah. seeing them out there a lot more. So I think this has the makings of being a really quality tournament. It fits in time with the year as far as Labor Day weekend. It fits with your, obviously, your the heritage of doing it at, at, at Scottsdale and, and in the past. Um, you know, a future WCBT event, probably early for that right now. But there's only one way to get there is by proving that it's it's there to stay. You know, the tough thing, too, guys, is obviously the, the Nebs and the club tour and the event in August. This is a first year of that one being run this year in August. There's not a lot of Western guys going, but there's a there's a chunk of them. So at some point, does Nebs continue that tournament into August or do they move it back into October? So I guess that's something in the future to see how it all plays out. But for this year, you know, yeah. I, I don't see myself going, but I certainly see myself going in the future. And I absolutely love flying to Vancouver. It's one of the favorite town that my wife and I have. So I could see us going and renting another Mustang. 
Yeah, and you know, we we know, especially with a club tour. Like, I even thought about going to a club tour, but I've got a little trip down to the states I got planned, so I'm not going to make it. But um, we know it close to that, and and some people have committed to that, and they won't be able to make ours. But it's more about um, local support. We want to we want to show the local support this, and that's why it's a 24 cut. And it was important for us to do it now because of you know COVID coming coming out of COVID. There's an appetite. And if we get a good turnout, if we hit the hundred entries, I'm what I'm not sure what the requirement is to join tour. Like what? Um, yeah. So but. at at this point in time, it was I think it was a minimum of a hundred entries, and it had to be a thirty-two cut and right. two hundred dollar so entry, right? So if we're if we're close to the hundred entries, we'll probably you know evolve to a thirty-two cut for next year, right. and we'll 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 tweak things. But uh, yeah. we have to get there first. We have to get close or show we can get close. Totally. And, you know, and another thing that was important for us is we wanted to make sure there was was a high roller event in case outside people, you know, from, you know, even even the Okanagan or the island or further want to come and support. We want to create an event that, you know, they have an extra chance to make some money there. And that's why we're also like blocking that off the 16 spots for them. Uh, you know, you figure by August 1st, people will kind of know if they're coming or not. Well, and I think it's yeah. an opportunity for a lot of players too that aren't relatively well known on the tour, or they they can't make it to any of the other tour events. But this is an opportunity to, for them to come in a play in a serious event, maybe not a full tour stop yet, but it's serious enough yeah. to get their name known, especially at the beginning of the year. You know, there's yeah. um, there's there's definitely something to play for. So hopefully, you get the support from all of the BC area for people to zip down to Vancouver for that weekend. Nick. Totally. And honestly, it, it, that's that's part of the reason why I really like Scottsdale, too. Like, Scottsdale was, like, super fun event. The weather was great, um, so that, that made it... Uh, we could we could be do stupid shit outside, and it was fine. Um, but um, it started the year off really well. Like, you have a cash tournament your first week of bowling. All right, let, yeah. let's get at it, like, right away. It yeah. just kind of sets up your season right away. Well, Nick, um, didn't you guys do like? Wasn't it like a golfing or a, a poker thing leading up? We to had it? both. We yeah. had a golf. I think the first year, or maybe the first two years, we had a little golf thing. It wasn't a big thing. It was just like four or five groups that went off and played golf, and then we played poker at my parents' house. Yeah. And that tournament got wild. You know, I remember one year, uh, a certain someone got beat by their significant other and went for a little walk. Yeah, Warren, Warren walked home. After yeah. that, 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 was, that was the first time. And that's I met not a Don, short walk. No, first first time I met Don Pratt was at your place. Yeah, yeah. I met Don. Yeah. Don was playing poker. And he's like, he was, uh, yeah, he was in the middle of a bunch of drunk drunk guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was a, it was a great time. I I like I said it was I had it was my first cut I ever made. We won doubles, and, Tim. We won doubles, yeah, yeah. I remember that because remember the year before. I think you and I were both pie eyed. I think you ripped your pants and was like, "Let's no. play doubles next year." No, yeah. I no, <laughs> no. <that didn't laughs> Let's play doubles next year, and everybody's like, "Yeah, like those guys are going to win." And we ended up we beat Curtis in the final. Kaplan, I think. I think oh yeah, Kaplan. Popeye. Yeah. Popeye probably came out. Yeah, we won. So that was that was nice. <laughs> nice. That was a thousand bucks for, uh, yeah. for both of us. I think. Yeah, that was a great tournament. We, we were the, we were the ones who started that doubles knockout we, i believe yes we did yeah we and that's what you guys out. use today right so yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely it's a fun format which I is also what our format will be for this one so, so, so we took your format now you're taking ours technically perfect 
Nah, we're just we're just we're just using it again. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great format for doubles. We love it's that format. Uh, and I like it's a little bit different. You can actually load up the center and have more people there uh, compared yeah. to Bakers, right? So, yeah, that that is the nice thing about the the thing about the doubles is you get way more people involved and way more money. I mean, the fact that our first place is three thousand dollars for a team is like stupid for two people. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars for your drunken fun event is yeah. insane. Things have come a long way. Used to be what 400, 500 bucks if you won one of those back in the day. And that, and that yeah. that's that was great. Yeah, a couple shifts covered. Yeah. yeah. But it that's also used to be that you only got your money back for making it too. Yeah. Like I mean, that was how it was for the longest time. Totally. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. No. Good. Good for you, Nick. Uh, you've always been ambitious. You've always been trying to push things forward. Local BC, please go out and support. Please go and support. And if you can from outside of local BC, please go and support. But yeah, definitely get that local support in there. That's that is the key to making these success these tournaments successful. So, yeah. um, please support. People are trying to push the game forward for you guys out there. It's it's huge for the community. Please go out. And, and, and if you want, if any. If anyone out there has any questions, like you can message me, you can message Daniel Dooley, you can message Marcus Burkowski. We're kind of like the three guys that are okay. kind of on the on the front of this. So, like, message any of this. We'll answer, any of us will answer any questions anyone has. The uh, those little sign up sheets and things that we see at the shifts that, that keep getting posted online and who's in and who's in. Even Stacy Weber's got one this weekend, right, for the yeah. uh, memorial tournament, right? Just the more times that you see the sign up shifts, that's what yeah. I think generates we will be we will be coming out with like we have a, a full like we're, we're working on the poster it's not finished yet we kind of have put a rough version up tonight and then we'll have a rules sheet and um we'll have all that stuff too we'll have a facebook group uh it'll all be coming in the coming days for everyone nice awesome cool great job nick so do you see yourself playing in a lot more tournaments this year coming up too? I mean, you said a couple of them uh, due to work and conflicts, or which ones are you eyeing up? Well, so I've got relatives visiting in October uh, from Britain. So it kind of, I have to take some time off work for that. So unfortunately, I think Calgary's out and probably TPC, unfortunately. But That's I do want to go it. to Winnipeg. <laughs> I'm planning to go to Winnipeg. So uh, I think nice. my I really enjoy Red Deer a lot, and I think I want to make that. I try to make that every year, but I'm I'm definitely going to try to make at least a couple every year. Yeah, good going forward. And you got to try for the open. Winnipeg was really fun. Last I'll be in. Year. I'll be in the open. I'll be in the open for sure. Masters, I don't know. I'm on the fence about that. It's kind of the same thing. Same reason as um, Calgary and TPC. Like it, I've got my relatives visiting, and it's challenging to to take all that time off. Yeah, it's nice to see these other tournaments popping up and starting to grow, and it's awesome. Um, we're gonna have to expand our WCBT board eventually, so that <laughs> so that three or four of us don't have to go to six, seven events in a year. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? Yeah, it's hard to go to everything, right? It's it, it's expensive. It adds up, right? I mean, it's you know, like, but you know, we're getting there. Like eight grand for first in Red Deer. I mean, that's amazing. You know, I didn't think I'd ever see that, to be honest with you guys. It, it wasn't and and you guys are, like, the forefront of all that. You guys have done unreal work, like, the last 10 years, basically. And look where we are today. It's just Carrie being a pain in our asses, and then we just keep doing it. 
I know. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, a lot of time, right? It's, not, it's a time commitment thing. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the money is an issue too. But for people, it's eight weekends, and then you got opens, you got masters, you got, you know, yeah. potential tournaments. You're looking at twelve to pro fourteen weeks now. You know, you <laughs> add in that the, yeah, the pro leagues, <laughs> right? You're another six to eight. I mean, you're looking at twenty to twenty-four weekends in a year that you're potentially bowling. Yeah. Right. Oh, so it's actually becoming a professional sport. Yeah, kinda. It's better than I thought I'd ever see it, to be honest with you. You know, from what I saw 10 years ago. From it's what amazing. we saw five years ago, six years yep. ago. It's just the exponential growth has been phenomenal. And yeah. People start you know, and that's, that's part of the reason why we're coming up with something here because we want to jump on board, right? So it's an opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'll go out next year if you shave your head. Shave my head. Yeah. I don't think that's going to ever happen. Ah, all right. Well. <laughs> you had your opportunity. That was it, Nick. You had him. You had him. No, I'm, 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 certain, I'm certain Kelsey will wrangle Dexter to go down there. So That's kind of what I figured anyways. <laughs> it, won't, it won't be this year, that's for sure. No, I know. Yeah, I know yeah. you're I know you're going to Ontario, right? So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I can't I can't see Nebs not having him back in August. If he gets that such great support and he has his free weekend and Thanksgiving off, right? So Yeah. And selfishly it helps us to the Western Court because all people come out from east to play the autumn, right? So totally. it's a win win on that aspect, right? Does so, Autumn Open get too big though for Paradise? No, I I I think it'd be no different than than Regina or T P C. They have Let's an extra set. Tips. Just go five shifts, right? I mean, there's guys that'll play five shifts if they have to. So they just you need a need a spot to house all that pe- all those people that want to watch bowling, right? Like, there's just no standing room in paradise. It's a we'll put a we'll put a, a tent out back. Situation. Yeah, I, I they got lots of room out back. We should we should have we should build a patio. They got that wide open field that all those people pass out in. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, that could be how us. Are watch, how are you watching? Bowling? You're not in the lane watching. Uh, we'll we'll put TVs out there. Uh, we'll I'm certain that's probably the safest thing you guys thought about. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We've Just done stupider chairs. things. Right. <laughs> Guaranteed. Strength in numbers. Oh, and it's man. only it's usually snowing then too. So yeah, it's usually. Great. Yeah. yeah. Bring your snowsuits now. The cowboy. Ah, we'll we'll bring some patio heaters. It'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk Mark to Mark Miller, tomorrow. Think, think of something. We, need, right. we need to improve but spectator you, capacity. You just you just get one of it, one of those event big tents with the with the plastic walls. Good It'll be count. fine. It'll be great. And we'll work on the security. Wrong part of town. Eh. Eh. Beer gardens. There you go. That's what I mean. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely important to keep people interested, right? Even if they're not playing, right? I mean, I think Red Deer does a great job of that. I mean, yeah, there's certain videos that show why, but <laughs> they have the they have the facility for it. <laughs> yes, Chris, they are gone. Our audience won't know why. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think I got. Right. I think the reason I ended up uh, laying down there, throwing balls from my back, was um, someone kind of d- dropped me or something. Yeah, you, 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 your, your mother. <laughs> you were, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I just yeah. I don't know what you were doing. I just yeah. a little yeah. yeah. Apparently bowling. they were apparently they were sock bowling and they were chirping each other and then they got into a like a bit of a play spat and, and Kelsey's little but Kelsey can handle herself and handled Nick. <laughs> yeah, in fairness, I think she once she dropped me, she tried to stop it, but it wasn't happening. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love it. But I don't really recall that part too. That's well. fair. That is fair. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. But hey, it was a good time. <laughs> yep, 100%. Well, so, should we chat uh, expansion, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Let's, uh, uh, let's give well, it a whirl here. Let's ask Nick first. What else are you doing on Sunday mornings for the upcoming season, Nick? We have got a pro league team. Um, Fraser Valley Venom, yeah. Uh, you might recognize the name Venom. Uh, that's Rhonda's company, so she sponsored our team. And, uh, yeah, we're pretty excited. We got a, Are we allowed to name drop the whole team here or what? What's... Yeah, give her. Yeah, go for it. So our team is uh, myself, Bob Herman, Mike Warren, Marcus Burkowski, Marco Sang, Daryl Easton, Brittany DeCosta, and uh, Hannah Siemens. A lot of people won't know who Hannah is. She's kind of like an up-and-comer YBCer. She's, she's got a lot of potential. Her mom just went to nationals. Um yeah, but we're pretty excited, and uh, Rhonda is gonna be our manager, uh, and uh, it's we're pumped for this. That's mm-hmm. awesome! For, first announcement: expansion team, Fraser Valley Venom. Yay! Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome! It's obviously exciting. I mean, you know, going through the process and and looking at the regions and the teams and the rosters and who's out there and. Um, you know, we all, we are expanding to 24 teams this year. So we're doubling the league. Um, but yeah, obviously great news to announce that you guys are joining the league. Uh, lots of emails, lots of interest, um, kept after it. So yeah, happy to have you guys in the league. I think you got a super cool name too. Absolutely. Um, obviously yeah. with Rhonda's logos, you know, for any team that's going to be getting and, and noticing here that you're, you're, you're advanced, we will send out an email. We will be talking colors. We'll be talking logos. We're talking jerseys and merch and all that stuff. So, uh, and of course, calendars as well. So make sure you let your proprietors know that an email is coming, um, or manager know that the email is coming, and we'll start planning this thing out because we want to have everything ordered by the end of July and start planning schedules so we start here into September, right? Yeah. So, so for uh, those for those that are talking about schedules, any there's a lot of you guys in your local associations build a schedule to let us know what dates work. Um, and please, when you guys get part of the group for the schedule, please make sure it works. And so you're not like the Regina Infinite Escapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Sarah. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll, we will add all the all the, the managers and the teams and the people to the league, um, to the website here, so the Facebook. Obviously, this is first step here. Everybody's that we're announcing the expansion teams. Um, everything might not happen here by nine o'clock tonight, but trust me, it's in the works. It's going, schedules happening, logos are, we have very thought out and planned. Uh, it's now everything just got to fall into place uh, and a lot of work to be happening. So, but, uh, it's confident. N- it's now go time. It's now go time. We're expanding your, uh, uh, we're announcing your expansion team. So first up was favorite Fraser Valley Venom. Next up, Gary. In no particular order. Because they did get jumbled up here. So uh, next. We have the Misfits. Misfits. The Misfits are from Edmonton. um, Playing out of Bonnie Dune. 
We've got um, lead. I don't. I won't know if I say every team names and members of the entire teams for across the board. Uh, but this one's led by Curtis Dunis, Ron Perry, um, Jamie Makara, um, Kaylee Mack, Michelle Hoyle, um, Gall, and Hurst. Yeah, Derek Hall, Derek Gall. Who's that? Alan Hurst. Alan Hurst. Alan Hurst. Yeah. Um, so solid team there. We know these guys can play. They play on tour. Ron Perry's on. Um, you know the, the the tour, the Gallagher Cup. Um, yeah. They can play in Edmonton. They're they're a quality team yeah. uh, playing out of Edmonton. That'll be definitely a, a force and kind of funny with the name, the Misfits. Um, but they're they're a pretty tight group. I can tell you that. So yeah, yeah. As much the as they friends. say they're 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 pretty they're pretty tight. The core of them. So it'll be Absolutely. easy easy those guys to go in. So good team there. Oh, nice. I like it. Uh, the Dakota Dragons. Um, so this one's out of uh, Winnipeg. We've got the Scott Barber, uh, Rob Shannis, Chad Van Dale, uh, Jana, and they're uh, playing out of Dakota lanes there. Again, full roster to be 100% confirmed. Just I don't want to say that the you know, seventh, eighth numbers if I don't know for sure. Because a couple of teams are just finalizing 100% the roster, but have about six out of eight and work on that last one. So just out of respect there. So, um, But yeah, as much as I know, we'll let you know. The Vancouver Island Pinslayers. Um, so this one, um, Kim Mirchuk, uh, which Kim Sundin, along with Sean Eby, um, Don Campbell. I don't have my spreadsheet open here, so I don't want to. My computer's <laughs> Michaela Eby. Michaela yeah. Eby on that one, I would think. No, maybe. no, I don't think so. Uh, Michaela may be on the team there. I believe so. There's, I think she is. Um, but solid team out there, and in talking to Kim, I know they're they're good to go. <laughs> our our fan favorite, uh, drumming up a ton of support. Uh, Love these that. Guys, these guys <laughs> are excited, good. and let me tell you, they are the they're the ones texting me the most, ready to go. So this is our average pros: Henry Shoots, Mark Doss, um, Jordan Shoots, Katie Shear, Sue, Sue Vandersloos, manager Palmer Hagen, Charles Hans on the team, Scott Rice, Charles like Hans, this, Scott Rice, yeah, good team. You know what? And, okay, and, this and is how serious they are, and they're 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 good players. They want to be great players. Charles offered me two hundred dollars a month to coach him once a week <laughs> to try to get him ready for this. Two hundred dollars a month, <laughs> and right. and apparently they have a, you already have a team meeting. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow? I thought it was Monday. Yeah, Monday. Sorry, Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they have a team meeting. Yeah. Average <laughs> pros, and I think, yeah. They will be competitive. They will compete. They will be entertaining. Are they and playing they, out a Sherwood Bowl as well? They will be playing out a Sherwood Bowl, yeah. Three Sherwood Bowl teams? Yeah. Who's the favorite Sherwood Bowl team? Uh, the defending champions. Well, you guys will get preferential treatment. <laughs> it, 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 it's 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 dream so, crushers. Then it's average pros, or average jo- and then, then it's BPG. I think that's how it works there. Oh, yeah. So we're bound to have like a live match like mid season at some point here. Yeah, Probably, live matches yeah. could be allowed are allowed for sure. This yeah, year. and <laughs> the bombers be might first. be bombers might be moving to Bunny Doom. Just saying. Oh, they, oh, they jump oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so we don't um, like the, we don't like the way we're getting treated. So, are they going to get up early in the morning and open up for you at seven thirty <laughs> in the morning? Probably not. 
We've got out of Lethbridge, the Bridge City Bandits. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, I like it. Michelle Manton, uh, Derek Lewicki, um, Curtis Deering, Kara Deering. Um, Curtis well, out of retirement. Yeah, Curtis is wow. coming to play. He's uh, he's ready. Uh, he's super excited to, to play uh, and to get in there. They'll be a competitive team for sure. Their their number one goal is obviously putting on a competitive team. Um, both teams out of the South will be strong. Um, they definitely warrant an expansion. Super involved. Michelle's involved in YBC and a ton of effort out there. Um, coming on tour uh, and playing, I believe. La- no, not the Larissa. I'd have to confirm again, guys. So Dan Radai's on there. Derek Lewicki's looking here. So yeah, if anybody knows Bobby Cisco, if you guys want to chime in and put your teams on there, then that's great. I appreciate that. So. And 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 Medicine Hat obviously lost some players, right? But they're going to be just as strong back. So yeah, yeah for they're sure, getting they some good ones back. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Quebec Lumberjacks. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so this, guys, I'm telling you right now, this is probably my... Um, I'd put them in as the one of the league favorites. Yeah. yeah. You know, Dream Crushers, you, if you're looking for a competition right now, you've got the young, uh, the young guns, the next gen, and then you've got the Quebec Lumberjacks. No disrespect to anybody else out there, but I'm telling you right now, the this Lumberjacks are really good. Yeah. So that's Sylvain Bercier, that's Max, that's Matt Leonard. Um, Chantel, you know, Chantel um, they've got a solid, solid team there, Lumberjacks, and they are keen and gung ho. Jill is the LeBlanc is the as the manager, keen and gung ho. Got logos, got jerseys, practicing. They're they're ready to play. Quebec obviously doesn't have an opportunity to play a ton of extra tournaments and a ton of leagues. Um, you know the limited centers they have, but they're they're a pretty tight knit group, and they'll be coming to play for sure. Excited to have them in big region. It's a uh kind of funny they came up with that name obviously it's a pretty common theme in quebec because back when i played um, nationals for ball we ran into the quebec lumberjacks and they proceeded to beat the crap out of us (laughs) (laughs) they were uh, they will will beat up yeah yeah they're a team of family players i think they played first time we ever seen it in slow pitch this is dating me quite a ways back, but uh, played five-player infield, three-player outfield, so we thought we had all this room to hit. Nope, they had the fastest, smallest guys I've ever seen in my life. They track every ball down. And they're smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so this is the uh, the Prince Albert team, so the Minto Maniacs coming in. Nice. Right? Uh, Zach Nielsen, um, Sean Dino, uh, Mike Wist. Lonnie Akers, um, they got a solid team too. No, there. no, 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 Lonnie, eh? Uh, Lenny, no, Lenny. I believe Lenny's part of it, but as an emergency spare, is part of that roster there, um, coming in. So he's a little bit away from Prince Albert. Yeah, yeah. yeah but so, so is Wisty. Yeah, Wisty, I think is um, you know one of one of the eight, you know uh, the eighth, the eighth guy and kind of got in there they were looking at it but i think he was able to get in so he'll he definitely a little bit of a travel but yeah. wanted to, wanted to be part of the league for sure yeah that's that's going to be a really great team oh here sorry i'm going back to the um, the Quebec team so Sly Bercier, Max Lafreniere Matt Leonard Fred Martin JF Denny Stéphane Lepence Chantal Sear, and Corinne Villeneuve yeah right solid team yeah, absolutely. 
The Motor City Mayhem. So this is coming in. Uh, Jonathan Cowan, uh, Ryan Cowan. We've got Ian McLean um, group um, playing out, and and we're playing out of Nebs. So great, a uh, great team there. Obviously, going to awesome. really work the schedule to make things work. Um, they've got a backup, a worst case scenario, but we really wanted Nebs in there. Um, that's uh, just a market that we want to want to tackle. Um, so Jonathan Cowan's been really good at working. At getting that going so super excited to, to to bring that in obviously coordinate schedules and, and it'll be fun so looking forward to it this northern knockouts coming from um, dawson creek up in hypertension we got the bilio uh boys we've got the latondra boys um yeah looking for a team uh, coralie is playing there too yeah, so she'll be an anchor fun. lady yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, and these are the guys too. I mean, obviously having success in BC, Nick, you would know the Bullios that play there. Uh, and then you've got uh, little Tondra's obviously working hard playing, um, and, and giving it Jack Walsh is the manager. Um, okay. excited. They're excited. They're sort they'll, of like a GP holy rollers. Yeah. 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 yeah they will they'll, they'll they'll be able to push them over. Yeah. I got to know those guys a little bit in Red Deer, but, uh, yeah, no, they're going to be tough. They're really gung ho about getting stuff for bowling going too. Absolutely. Yeah. Hypertension yeah, works really hard. They work really hard at it. The Bolios are phenomenal players too and, and great owners and yeah, lots of enthusiasm there. So that's that's a great addition. All the way out to the East Coast, the uh, Newfoundland Rock and Rollers. I like to play in the names there, the Rock yeah. and the Roller. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so pretty fun. Obviously, Mitch Williams. You got Shane Chafe. You got um, Melissa or Megan, sorry. Um, but they'll have a solid team out there too. They're they're you know, Newfoundland. I know that they're coming. Brad Glynn yeah. um, playing right. Some some high end players Shane, out there. That, I did I did talk to Shane. Um, and Shane doesn't acknowledge the five pin universe, but maybe at this point he has to. So <laughs> he's gonna have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know them too, coming coming from there. Uh, oh, the St. James. This one didn't. The name didn't go in. So this is. They have a name. What did they not name it? So this is Trevor Cook, uh, Amanda Devaney. Uh, the Gillardi, Dwayne, um, you know, coming out of St. James, you know, we know them coming to the tournament, uh, Tyson, I believe, um, you know, coming to the tournament into their, uh, there's, uh, yeah, Brittany Tibbs or Brad, that's New Newfoundland's team that Mitch just put on there. Uh, Courtney Lucas, Katie Wells, of course, we saw them at the Open Nationals here as well. So thanks guys for putting your team in. That's a great team. Uh, yeah, there we go. So it's the St. James Snowman. Thank you, Amanda. Um, she's a snowman, snowman. That's our name. <laughs> Trevor did let me know. So St. James snowman, right? I, I like so, it. The so eight bagger. Like yeah, yeah. From winter peg. From winter peg. Right. And that's yeah. our new eight bagger, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. uh, yeah, fun team there and they're going to compete and, uh, and be involved. I like it. Um, should we let them know it, it will be a $2,500 franchise fee? Um, that's for everyone that's for the expansion teams and the original 12 so yeah um, sorry we... sorry tyson if i'm on the team news to me haha you're right i was just trying to think of memory my bad source plot <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so obviously like db said here in the next week or two it's going to be go time for these teams to get everything organized and um start dotting the the i's and crossing the t's right 
making sure we got everything ready to roll. Um, there was some teams that unfortunately didn't get in this year. The amount of support that um, Five Pin Universe has received to join this league was astronomical. We couldn't we couldn't accept every team, and we hope there's no hard feelings. Maybe in future we'll have expansions or we'll have teams that will won't be able to compete anymore. We'll help be looking for replacement teams. Whatever the situation may be, um, we're here just to support bowling and build the best product we can. And um, Daryl's taken it full head on, um, gathering all the names, all the teams, and making sure everything's good to go and for this announcement, right? So uh, thank you very much, Daryl, for taking that on. Thanks, Yeah, it'll be fun. It's uh, Like you said, Kerry, talking to some of those teams that, you know, we didn't, you know, get in. Um, Honestly, I had a lot of really respectful, quality conversations with people that were are now in the league uh, and the the people that aren't in the league. And and everybody understood the situation and the challenge that we were faced. We wanted to obviously reach um, across the country. We wanted to be competitive. um, And, you know, we want people that uh, we somewhat know um, that have uh, have a bit of history and a bit of a resume. So, there, there, yeah. like you said, there was no hard feelings. Um, you know, people want to work at it. There's a couple of exhibition teams, the guys that they want to work and they want to get in because they want their teams in the market. There's some even more coming in and asking now after the fact. Um, mm-hmm. And you can simply do the math and look across the country. We could easily have another 24 teams. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but there's yeah. still some places that aren't even aren't even touched. So yeah, um, I, and we're, even we're a even spot. a touch base, guys, like. Even picking people for your individual team, it's really hard because there's so many people that want on. Like yeah. we've got so many good bowlers here in the lower mainland, and it's like it was hard. It was hard to like narrow it down, right? So I I, I feel what you're saying for saying no hard to teams, or... but like even just picking individual players is kind yeah. hard. And you know, I, it's I think, no I hard th- feelings against anyone, but it's like you can't take everyone, right? Yeah, I think I think in your instance, Nick, though, I think it's great because you have prime picking. Right, it, uh, out in Edmonton, we have five teams out in Edmonton, right? Yeah, um, right? and that's not and we'll, pull, we'll pull from anywhere too. It doesn't yeah. have to be well, just I Edmonton. I think we can we can <laughs> yeah, yeah, put yeah. another. We got four, we got four and a half here, out of probably, four and a half out of Edmonton, right? But uh, <laughs> strong uh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I it, I think it's great. We hit, we hit every demo. We hit a lot of the geographies across the country. A lot of the reaches. Um, so we hope to have a lot of viewers from it, and then. And we find players like, you know, like the Latondras and the Bilios and, and then you go down to some other places. Like GP was great last year, right? People got to know those guys, right? Um, hidden gems that we know that can play. And uh, we can kind of give them a spotlight. And they just, it gives them a little bit more, right? So I think it's great. Uh, I love the team names. Uh, I think it's I think it's really cool. I, I, I think the, the Lethbridge one is my favorite name so far. Bridge City. Uh, I like that. There's some, there's some great names, you know. We I, also I like average pros. I gotta say, that's yeah. pretty awesome. I, I like I like Venom. I actually really like Venom. Yeah. That's, that's there's yeah. there's some well, we, there's some great that, names. Yeah, we like it too. But yeah, it's like there's some good names. So, yeah. I I think I think we have such great ideas moving forward. Whether it's getting the shirts, the color, I'm excited what Daryl comes up with or Stephen comes up with when that comes to that kind of stuff, and then the marketing part, right? Where maybe we can sell team shirts and sell that stuff right and uh and have i'm, your lo- I'm looking forward to the logos and some of these mm-hmm. fans that tune in and are part of our our fan base in five pin universe alone can start rooting for their favorite teams if it's local or if it's across the country or whatever it is and they can start buying merchandise and wearing it and all that yeah. stuff as 
as low key as five pin bowling is, we're reaching a point that, like Daryl said, we're we're competing twenty four weeks out of a season, almost a guarantee, if not more than that. When does it become mainstream that hey, that person's wearing a bombers hat, right, in walking through Edmonton or anything like that? I think it would be kind of neat to see that stuff out there. Yeah, I, I love it, and you know, um, you know, Trevor Cook's got a great comment here. This is what uh, Henry shoots talking to him today. He was unreal about uh, all the excitement and all the sponsors and all the stuff that they're getting. And here's Trevor saying he's going to make a roster reveal video, a Twitter account and stuff like that. Like, yeah, each team, um, each team, (laughs) make your own Twitter accounts, you know, the heartland. Yeah. Like each team will go into this, you know, and we're here to help make merch. Um, Every, every team is going to get at least 12 hats um, and to just to start the ball rolling for their own center. You know, we'll, we'll make some stuff. We'll set up websites so that they can start ordering merch here at the end of July so we can pre-order some stuff, right? That gets, um, it, 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 we're in a good yeah. spot. Um, yes, there's a lot of work to do, but we've got things fairly organized and planned. The work is going to become as part of the scheduling. And then from there, it's going to be up to everybody in the league and all the, the, the you know, the hosts, the analysts, the commentators and filling the spots, right? And we're going to need people to be, technical directors to be on the cameras to be on the host and the and the analyst so carrie if you want to share this next document the other one i emailed you there yeah for sure so this is the 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 game day setup everybody as we know likely going to be playing like we did last year there was three games on one stream there's going to be a second stream on that same day playing three games so there's going to be six six games going on in one day but one stream of of three matches so this is a document and a big spreadsheet they're going to be building that um, will be a, a technical right director. Yeah, a technical director um, for each day. There will be a head host for each day. So look at the top column. So who's the technical director of Stream One? We know that Mitch Ryu of uh, that's in Red Deer now. Yeah, um, Red Deer, is yeah. super uh, interested in doing half a season, right? Um, we're going to need other people to do, you know, four games, eight games, whatnot. We want kind of people to volunteer for four game, four games throughout the season because then you get a little bit of consistency, right? So if you're looking to commentate, you're looking to manage the cameras, you're looking to do something, um, you want, you know, four times. So anyways, um, team di- uh, tech director of a day, you'll have a host of a day, and then you'll have a play-by-play sort of analyst of the day, Right. Fourth spot we're going to fill for each game. You're going to have match number one. You're going to have a guest analyst. So this might be somebody that's really close to your team that is sort of inside information, knows your preparation, knows the teams in and out. I know that the, the average pros already have theirs named. I know some of the other teams already have somebody named. So you want somebody really close to your team that can be a guest analyst for you, right? So... Um, it doesn't have to be there every time, but again, if we have it set up to begin with, then we're a lot better off. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll yeah. just kind of go down the roster. Match two, who's the guest analyst? So maybe at a time, there's three people talking, and if the technical director wants to talk, then there's maybe four. It might be too many, but three is a good number. So um, this is how you can see the plan coming together. Hope anybody has any questions. Um, yeah, bilingual. Love to have it, um, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah for really sure. For it, yeah. I always kicked around the idea, and uh, people can let us know in the chat if it would work or not. Um, 
is you get these teams to promote their team, promote the league and stuff like that. And then we have like a pre-order sale on like Daryl, if it happens to be hats or whatever it is. And the team that sells the most, maybe they get a, a percentage of the sale and it's a kickback to their team for help supporting the league and stuff like that. Like there's lots of bonus items that we can do with um, a growing league like this. And we're coming up with ideas and if you guys have ideas, feel free to private message us or email us or whatever. Um, We're more than ears open on this stuff, but uh, we do have kind of a thought process on where we want to see it in the end product. Just how we're going to get there is going to be the the fun part. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, open to suggestions, open to people helping, Um, you know, just, just come on by and, and, or send us a message, send Carrie a message, send myself a message. Um, we'll get you to the right spot and we'll start filling the holes once we know schedules. Yeah, Matt Leonard would be great for a commentary. Um, other guys down in, but again, close to your team um, in your region. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. So we'll take any ideas what you got. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, pamphlets, <laughs> pamphlets to hold, hand out at Holden Center. We can certainly help you with the design. Um, you might want to go and print it off yourself, but there's, if when it comes to the design standpoint, obviously, uh, five pin universe wants to keep that pretty tight and, 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 you know, inside of, you know, BPG, um, yeah. don't really want to have you creating a whole bunch of brochures and a whole bunch of stuff with your own logo and going off and doing stuff. It's sort of brand pr- protected. Yeah. Um, yeah. but let's talk, let's talk. Honestly, if you've got a mind and you've got an idea and you want to do something, um, we're open to the conversation. We're not going to simply say that we have to, but we got to talk. Yeah, about for it. sure. Uh, th- I think that's one people that will have to pay attention. It, it is a brand. It is Five Pin Universe's brand. And we have uh, situated ourselves with BPG that's designing all this stuff, right? So you just can't go slap your logo on your own t-shirts and give them away to your friends. You would have to go through us. It is going to be protected by our brand and stuff like that. But like Daryl said, we're more than happy to help you out with that stuff and help promote our product with you. So um, feel free to contact us and get that going. Yeah, like that. So I love the comments already coming in here, right? With Amanda yeah. and uh, motion graphics, screen swipes, for sure. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm happy to set up conference calls and chat with you because trust me, all of our brains and anybody else's brains, they're running on things to do. Um, and there's limited resources and people to do it. So if that's your skill set, absolutely, please. So I know you. I know you do good work already, Amanda. So yeah, please let's chat. That's awesome. And 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 uh, Mitch is talking about music. We could we could have our own music. Yeah, that, well, that remember, sounds great. Walk in music. Yeah, walk in music or our own our go. own jingle, our own five uh, yeah. PL jingle. Everyone's got you their remember, own song. Each team, right? You know, you remember yeah. last year we did all those headshots and all the photos at the WCBT events, right? That's a that's a big project and a and a you know on the pending list of all these things to put on there uh, and get headshots of people. It really just takes time. <laughs> we're 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 working our way to a business and working our way to you know, compensation, but I mean, it's still, it's all very grassroots and volunteer driven and, you know, my yeah. staff that are working on it. Um, I like to take, think that I take some credit, but really it's, it's not me doing the work guys. I'm just the guy barking <laughs> orders. So, uh, Carrie's doing a lot more and people are doing more. I'm just keyboard warrior sending emails. So anyways, well, uh, we're all here to get stuff done for the common, but if there's something you want to do, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I hope everybody's enjoying it and, <laughs> pro league player cards 
Yeah, yeah early player it, cards. It's, so I think it's we're looking been for kicked that. around. <laughs> we, yeah, we we got, talked I, about I mean, I never lots. saw anything like this coming. And this it's just a, one of those extra things yeah. that we were talking about earlier where the game's going. And yeah, I, I, might do, um, I might do um, digital cards, right? Like, what are those called now? The digital... NFTs? Oh. Yeah, NFTs. maybe we'll do yeah. NFTs, NFTs instead there of... There we go. A, instead of, like, paper copy cards. I think it's the cost of doing paper copy and doing a deck of cards and doing those. Is oh man, bit... we're gonna we're gonna have our yeah. own five pin U crypto. Holy! Yeah. Every time someone <laughs> shoots a four hundred, you have that four hundred <laughs> NFT of that bowler. Yeah, oh, there and there's, yeah. A, there's only one, and let's see yeah. what it gets. Like, <laughs> how, how much that think it's worth? Oh man, yeah. that'd be interesting. Or you could have the first strike. <laughs> I was watching the first ever episode, Marcello. Right, first strike yeah. NFT. Yeah, yeah uh, they're at least in question about merch be available to purchase on the website or something for the public. Absolutely. It'll be available for everybody. We'll probably have a, a one big site with different stores uh, or different icons for each each office or each team. Yeah. Uh, but most definitely public. Let's get it as much of this merch out as possible. But just to start the things, um, we want to get you to um, we'll get you you'll get your stuff to start with right on a consignment deal to the bowling centers they can start selling stuff and then you can kick back the money that you need to but it's no upfront cost we'll we'll work our we'll work our way there but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. amanda yeah, says event- she's out she's out yeah <laughs> eventually the idea is to have yeah. this stuff in stock and stuff like that but everybody knows like it takes such um a phenomenal amount of funding to upfront stuff like that so um, it's going to be a building process. That's why pre-sales are going to be huge and stuff like that. So hopefully we can get to that brink. But uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see all the new logos, the new designs, and it's going to yeah. be awesome. So we've kind of given Steven Designer here um, until mid-July. It's 12 logos. It's not something that can be done in 10 minutes. Um, it's something that takes time, and a designer has to really look at it and think about it and do a storyboard and really work their way into something. So it's a, it's a significant amount of time to do one and they have to do 12. So I've kind of given an aggressive target of, you know, um, you know, mid July, because then we want to build stores and build sites, which mid July is good for them too. Um, Amanda, if you want to design your own logo and send me your thoughts, there may be some final tweaks to it just to sort of make sure that's in alignment. But we've had a couple of teams that have designed their own logo. Um, I'm here to work with you for sure. Um, but there is sort of a, a consistency towards all the leagues, that, all the logos that we might see a little bit of a tweak. But yes, definitely definitely have a crack at it. I know you're qualified to do that. But um, but just know, Amanda, that once that logo is submitted, that is now a five-pin universe brand. It's, yeah. it's going to be within the league um not saying that we don't want we don't want you guys to promote your own teams it's just we're trying to create a product so we don't want to see knockoffs of stuff going on and stuff like that we want to create a product that that will stand time so yeah that'll require approval for printing on stuff but yeah send me a message uh, amanda let's talk no problem Um, when scott was talking about uh advertisement is showcasing the pro league i i was mentioning to the guys i really would love to have something in the center says home of like the have, have the logos yeah. of, like dream crushers the average pros and, and the bombers up there right because we're all proud of yeah. having three of them with us right so the the a banner a home of the team will be included in your franchise fees awesome right so every team awesome. will get a, a home of a home of something and that'll be with their logo and design and again consistent brand and look um 
but yeah, it'll, it, that's what it'll, it'll look like. And we'll get that, that, and there's no extra cost for that banner. That'll be given to you for sure. Right. Yeah. We want to support the teams. We want to support the centers. We want to support the bowling as much as possible. Make this as, as fun as possible for random, you know, public bowlers walking into a center and saying, who's this? Who's home of the venom? What does that mean? Yeah, oh, totally. it's our, it's our pro league team. You have a professional bowling league. Yeah. They were the rock and rollers, right? It's, yeah. it's totally. So, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's a win-win, right? So, because yeah. yeah. all these centers get advertisements just for you guys picking up and bowling at your center, right? So, there's yeah. a lot of centers be like, "Hey, I I know I know that center, right? I want to go to that center, right?" So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty five hundred bucks. That is the franchise fee. We'll have a full budget coming out here soon. Um, there is obviously administration costs that are a little bit more this year. Um, there's compensation and honorariums, and some of these things start happening. But, um, but yes, it'll be a very clear and concise budget. You'll see the prize money. You'll see the format. We're doing two pools of 12, 11-game round robins. And then we'll be advancing. It may, it's not going to be all of the teams from Edmonton in the same pool. It's not going to be all the teams from the West Coast in the same pool. It's going to be mixed up. So at some point in time, maybe we'll do a random draw. Um, it really just comes down to scheduling. And I appreciate that everybody knows that they could be West Coast versus East Coast. So there's going to be have to be some give and take. West Coast, you might have to wake up at 4 a.m. and go and play a game. You know, East Coast, <laughs> you might have to play a game at midnight. Um, it, it, it's all for the better and all for the, the success of the sport. So I'm not saying that. I'm obviously being facetious and using extremes. Yeah, but sure. you know just hand. So that's why I use those numbers. So let's do it. There's some, there's some, there's some money to be made here. This is, uh, this totally. is competitive. Get practicing. I, I, um, I, 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 besides the money, it's a championship. We have to... Dreamcrushers have to go back to back, right? So we have a lot of work out of us. This is good. Got, I got this a is, lot of practice yeah. to get in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a good size. I mean, you can do the math, people. Twenty-four teams, twenty-five hundred bucks. This is a this is a big deal. So um, you it's don't want any. You don't need any buck twenty nines out there, Nick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> as long as I back it up with a four. You only get one game. You only get one game. But I don't think I'll get a buck twenty nine. I'm pretty sure on our team, yeah. I'd be yanked in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. um, yeah. And any and for, team, but for people that know companies that want to advertise and stuff like that, I'm sure you watched some of the episodes from last year. There's a commercial package, and it was the same one repeating most of the time. But there'll be different commercial packages for each show and stuff like that. So there'll be plenty. Of, of opportunity for sponsorship advertising through the five pin universe league itself. If not, the company obviously can sponsor the teams and stuff like that. Like we're, we're all here for the teams and the league and to grow bowling. So let's, let's get as much advertising we can. We can start investing this money back into bowling, right? More equipment, more stuff for all these other events that we host and stuff like that. Maybe like the the sky's the limit at this point so let's get as much as we can get going yeah, yeah let's let's go five pin bowling yeah ronda, yeah love it love it let's let's go five pin bowling love it bradford <laughs> love it ronda um like carrie said there's the full package on each show that you could uh, you could sponsor there's the show uh just with your own team that's playing um yeah. there's the whole five pin universe sponsor package there's w there's lots of ways to sponsor if you want it interested um Fire me a message. Let's talk, and we'll uh, we'll work out what's best for you. But there's there's a way to do it. Yeah, like uh, 
And I don't know about the division thing. We'll have to talk to uh, Cargill and Rusted Pedal because they were last year's sponsors. If uh, that's something they're willing to do again, and maybe we'll, if there's an opportunity, maybe we'll be uh, silent auctioning that again. Who knows? Yeah. So um, the, the commercial packages they put together last year, BPG, uh, J-Brains had one in there. Um, Cargill, obviously, Rusted Pedal, amazing commercials that they put in there for dirt cheap. So, um, not saying that the prices will stay the same, but they'll maybe, stay obviously. Maybe some reason. more, uh, maybe some more commercial packages, and maybe that's where Amanda, you'd want to come in and help us format and do a, a montage of the commercials and some of the, some of the extra stuff. So, and yes, you can sponsor only your teams, um, or Manitobas, yeah, or, or Manitobas. Yeah. Sure, we'll work yeah. with the teams. We'll work them because we have a very centralized, you know, business that's only in Manitoba. Um, you know, their value is to put their monies towards that for sure. Yeah. If uh, yeah. you noticed last year, Paradise Marvel had a, a specific sponsor, Gene Yamada's real estate. Um, he was specifically only on their episodes and it was easy to do and stuff like that. So we're more than happy to fit whatever the advertiser wants. So, um, so the other big things, obviously teams are a technical director that is capable of your own cameras. But we also need technical directors that help the back-end software package to set up the cameras for each center and make sure they're working, make sure they're layered on top. So somebody who's software intelligent, um, look around your network that I need to know somebody there that can be capable of handling a couple of weeks a year. And then also a commentator analyst within your own network that is really good on a microphone, could talk and tell good stories and know some of the resumes. So. Those are the two extra volunteers that we're needing from each team um, to fill out the schedule of, of what this looks like. So, yeah. yeah. Help yeah. us make it successful. Uh, max camera setup. So it's two is the max you need. Um, there were some teams that got away with one. With um, it depends on the quality camera. of camera and all that yeah. stuff. And um We'll, we'll talk with you, Amanda, and everybody else that's involved in the programs we use in order to develop this. So um, we, it isn't proprietary held, but we'd like to keep it in-house as it makes our product what it is. So we don't want to give that information away for free. So we'll, uh, we'll be in talk with you. Yeah, so the, the technical coordinators, um, you know, Carrie is going to be somewhat in charge and do some lessons and do some um, making sure that you're good to go. Um, Carrie's not going to be doing them 16 times, 16 weeks here, but nope. he's, he's going to be training a handful or more people on how to do our proprietary software, like you say, to, for this setup. So uh, there'll be ample time to make sure that you're good to go on that setup. Um, Mitch is obviously comfortable enough. Um, other people out there, I know that you're comfortable. It's just a matter of getting a hold of us. And once we fill the spots, we'll make sure that you're trained up, ready to go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Exciting. Thanks, guys. Yeah, there we is, go. Yeah, it, the awesome. uh, the news is out. Start, start yep. shedding the, spare, you know, sharing the news. Isn't that, a, isn't that start? That's something we wanted to think. Start spreading the news. Um, I lo love seeing the enthusiasm in, uh, in the group chat. I love the ideas. I love, love how many people are willing to help. Um, it's going to be an absolutely awesome thing. Daryl, no, 
Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, Barker, Steve Barker, you're going to do some commentating, bud, for sure. Damn straight. Oh, yeah. I know you did it in the open, and uh, yeah. and for sure, buddy. So shoot me a message. I'll let you know the calendar. Um, you're, we'll book you in, pal. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> you get the sound bite of that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, Nick, um, obviously having you on here was, was fun. You, your depth of knowledge in the game is obviously surpassed even what I knew you knew. Um, and these guys were commenting on your memory. Obviously, it's unreal. And I'm happy to see you back out on the lanes. Um, Absolutely. Hopefully, I can change our record one of these times. So I hope to give you opportunities at least. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. You guys like what you're doing with this pro league and everything else. And you guys are a great platform to, like, promote the sport. And it's, it's great to be able to come on to something like this and just, you know, talk bowling. And, good luck with your let tournament. alone what you guys are accomplishing you know like it's it's amazing stuff so good for you guys and uh look forward to see more yeah, yeah. like i said good luck with your tournament thank you for always having ideas and trying to push the game forward out there local people go support yes yeah go yeah. support and come Get talk there. to us come yeah. talk to us and and ask us questions that's what we want you know me marcus daniel ask us anything you know like yeah. we want to we want to hear your questions and your concerns and we want to address them and make sure people show up yep perfect Great all right i think that enough. wraps up the show okay have a good one guys awesome right. thanks everybody See you guys later. Thanks, guys. thanks everyone